Thanks for downloading the Preston and Steve podcast from WMMR. It'll begin right after these words. Attend Villanova University's graduate open house on Tuesday, October 20th. Villanova offers graduate programs in business, engineering, nursing, law, and liberal arts and sciences. Attend the open house and they'll waive your application fee. You're listening to Preston and Steve. MMR rocks now. Let's see, birthdays today. It is the 2nd of October. And we start off with Kelly Ripa, who has a birthday today. Uh, Kelly Ripa. TD Bank. In fact, uh, she does a lot of TD Bank commercials. Uh, yeah. just, that's right. I forgot yeah. about Coincidence? that. Coincidence? I think not. They usually hit the, uh, what, the little coin counter thing yeah. right at the yeah. bank. Yeah. Uh, wow. I've got all these mother effing coins. Yeah, and now they have a real big problem with uh, Yikes. the... Uh, uh, I got an ass load of coins. The direct deposit stuff. So uh, anyhow, Regis has an ass load of coins. An ass load of coins. I've been collecting them for a while. And uh, Kelly has her birthday today. Is there going to be a party or anything like that? Are you guys going to gather? Ah, we're going to make out for a little while. Okay. I'm going to tweak her nipples. That's nice. <laughs> now, she, is, uh, she looks fantastic. She does. I think she... Is beautiful. I'd love to sit on a face. Just a rock hard. Sit right there like a chair. (laughs) Like a Baca lounger. She has a rock hard body. She was on uh, the cover of Shape magazine like several months ago. Oh, yeah. Just look fantastic. Primo stroke material. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, but she got to start on uh, All My Children. And, I was beating it like a red-headed stepchild. <laughs> then she went over to uh, Hope and Faith, and that was while doing Live with Regis and Kelly. And they're they're good together. They're really they good are. Yeah. She's 39 years old today. It is uh, Sting's birthday oh. today. Mr. Gordon Sumner is uh, 58 years old today. Not only a talented singer and songwriter, but uh, he's a pretty good actor, too. Good morning, Preston. You can kiss my ass. It's his bandmate. Yeah, that is uh, Stuart Copeland. Uh, but uh, I, I'm a massive police fan, and, and uh, I do like some of Sting's solo stuff, not all of it. But There's some stuff that's too, too saccharine. Yeah, know? yeah, but uh, he's, uh, you know, he aligned himself with a lot of great jazz musicians after the police, and uh, he's just a, a great talent. And Women dig the crap out of him. And, they can't, and he's he's in shape, dude. The guy looks fantastic. He does. He's 58 years old today. He does that to yoga. He has tantric yeah. sex. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a world man. He's, he's, now, the word is that uh, he's one of these dudes who just subscribes to the notion that uh, let your natural musky odor uh, be you and that he's he's no. not he's not big on the underarm and all that stuff. I didn't know that. But he, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the story I've heard. 58 years old today. Lorraine Bracco. From, yeah. Uh, you know her from The Sopranos, obviously. Yeah. We and, talked to her. Uh, yeah. Uh, she was in Goodfellas, Goodfellas yeah. as well. And so that's that's her crowning achievement, I'd have to say. Goodfellas is the home run for her. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a nice run on The Sopranos, obviously. But I, w- former wife of Harvey Keitel. Yep. Had a bitter divorce. And Edward James Olmos. Uh, former with Edward James Olmos? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Or are they still? I, I think there's, I thought they were still together. Oh, maybe Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but she's uh, 55 years old. No, today. they're divorced too. Oh, are they really? Man. Yeah. Wow. Because all the original fighting and crap with uh, Harvey Keitel was because she was with Edward James Olmos. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, she's uh, 55 today. And then the last birthday is Avery Brooks from Star Trek Deep Space, Deep Space Nine. Yes. And he was also, you know him, he was into American History X. Oh, yeah. the, he played the principal. The principal, yeah. Yeah. He's he, great. Great does a great voiceover work. And yeah. uh, he was also Hawk on uh, uh, he had that show Hawk. He was on Spencer for Hire. Yeah. 
Yeah, he has a, he's got a very Very deep, resonant voice. (laughs) He speaks like this. Uh, But he's uh, 61 years old today, so those are the birthdays. All right, let's go back to the phone, see if we can get an answer in the Old Testament. Uh, Who escaped the evil city of Sodom with his daughters? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Alex. Hey, Alex, how are you? Hey, how you guys doing? You rock. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. Who escaped Sodom? What's the answer? Is it Lot? It is Lot. And his daughter's parking and self park. Oh. Uh, actually, his wife changed into a pillar of salt when she looked back at the doomed city. And they told her, don't look back. Don't look. You're so stupid. And she did. And what she did I tell you? Turned into a pillar of salt. <gasps> Bitches. Steve, you'll... Uh, You'll remember this in the uh, Holy Moses. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. When uh, Lorraine Newman turns into salt. Later on, James Coco's he has soup, and he goes over and just like scrapes a little bit of her arm off and puts it in soup. I, I love that. It is a great movie. Alex, hang on. We're going to set you up with a $50 Mad River gift card plus a four-pack of tickets to join Kathy and Jackson Riverpalooza tomorrow. Manny Unk, uh, live music, Bud and Bud Light specials. Get there before 7. Get a free Bud Light on Kathy. You can go to uh, madrivermanyunk.com for details. My favorite scene is with, I think it's John Ritter as the devil. Yeah. And he's in the classic satin red devil suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. He's just... Just, just blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> Why? He's so angry. Yeah, he's talking about Why? God. Why? Oh, you know what? I omitted two birthdays. Marissa got these for me because we were kind of light on the birthdays today. It's Don McLean's birthday today. Oh. American Pie. I love that album. Uh, and you know and, what? And uh, Vincent. What I love about uh, Don McLean what? is uh, when we had James Taylor on and I mentioned Don McLean and I asked what his inspiration for Fire and Rain was. And you go, isn't that about Don McLean? And he goes, it's solely based on and totally inspired by Don McLean. <laughs> And is all about Don McLean. It is. It was yeah. very funny. He's 64 today. And Tiffany has Tiffany. her birthday today. She's 38 years old. Uh, as, uh, actually, what uh, my favorite memory of Tiffany is playing uh, the Fat Tuesday that we did. On South Street. On South Street. Yeah. She came by. She was pushing a manic panic, manic panic hair coloring. Yeah. Right. And Mr. And, Green Jeans was on stage. Right. And we asked her, could you get up and do I, I Think We're Alone Now? And Green Jeans had learned the song because yeah. they knew that she was going to be there. And she got up. Up, dude, and the nailed place, it. The, the place loved it, the and place the, went crazy. people like bombed body piercings and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, they were just totally getting into it. And she was really cool. She was, so, yeah. uh, She is, how old is she today? 38? Is that what that said? Yeah, 38. Here's a picture of that out in our uh, little green room area. Is it really? Is it really? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to take a walk down memory lane You should see, because it's, it's used three and, and, and Tiffany and then me in the background like, hey, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen up. This is, uh, this is pretty wild. I yeah. caught this on the national news this morning. But uh, last night, David Letterman... Uh, told his studio audience, and they didn't know quite what to think of it. They thought he might have been joking around, but he was not. He was straight up serious. He 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 told them that he has had sexual uh, uh, encounters with several women on his staff, and that a blackmailer attempted to extort two million dollars from him to keep it a secret. And he took the threat uh, received three weeks ago to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. The DA opened investigations. And yesterday morning, Letterman said that he testified before a grand jury about the case. And the guy was arrested. The guy was arrested yesterday. It, hmm. it was It's wild. We have a whole bunch of stuff. And we're going we're gonna to do a little bit more on it uh, later. But we have a, a number of clips. Is there... Uh, here's a main one. I think yeah, I told the Marissa main just one, yeah. uh, the, uh, the one that gets to the meat of it. But here's it, it, it's 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 very uncomfortable. She says it's like eight minutes long of him talking about this. Right, 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 but right. This is a portion of it. Here we go. He's going to take all of the terrible stuff that he knows about my life, and he's going to put it into a, a movie uh, unless I give him some money. Yeah, I'm like you. 
I think, really? That, that's a little, and this is the word I actually used, that's a little hinky. <laughs> There's something very insidious about, is he standing down there? Is he hiding under the car? Am I, am I going to get a tap on the shoulder? But, because I, I'm motivated by nothing but guilt. If you know anything about me... Pause for a second. What he's, he's referring to is he, he goes to his car uh, a couple weeks ago at around 6 a.m., and there's a package in the back seat. And in this package is this note saying, I'm going to do this. I yeah. know you've done Jeez. very bad things. Yeah. And I, so he says his mind is racing. What have I done? Right. Just a towering mass of Lutheran <laughs> Midwestern guilt. Uh-uh. So, <clears throat> well, thank you. So I, I get to the office and I say to myself, uh, I hate doing things like this, but maybe I'll call my attorney. So I call my attorney and uh, he takes a look at it and he says, well, let's, let's schedule a meeting with the guy just to see what he has in mind. So there, there's a meeting with the guy and uh, it turns out, yes, in fact, he wants a, a large sum of money or he's going to produce this uh, screenplay. The ball's on this dude, man. Yeah. The dude's going to meet with him. And it's, it's curious as, this, as the story develops, and you and I were talking about it this morning, Preston, if the issue was he was simply having sex with women on his on his staff, what's the big deal? Yeah, well, you know, I would. Uh, I, I mean, mean it's probably extortion, right? It's, are you kidding me? Yeah, my my guess is that a large part of the or some of these relationships were happening fairly recently. Yeah, a and uh, b at least when he was with his his current wife. Right, right. That would be a big that deal. would be an, that would be a, a blackmailable offense. Right to to David, it wouldn't right. be a big. National deal. I, I mean, don't think, like ruin his career or anything like that. Right. I mean, an the affair guy, what, right. is not going to kill your exactly. career. Exactly. Exactly. Is that the kind of thing you can blackmail two million dollars out of someone for? Right. Uh, here's a little bit more of that. Of all the terrible things that I do, I- embarrassing, terrible things. <laughs> so uh, at that point, my attorney and I say, "Wow, this really is hinky." Right. This story absolutely blew me away, and but uh, you know, Steve, I think you you have to be right because Harry, his son, is I think at five at this point. Well, that's what we were figuring. Yeah. Right? About, about four or five, right? Uh, yeah, and he's been married I, oh, less than a year or just about a year, and he but he's been with his uh, now wife for a for very the, long time, like for like 86. Fif- fifteen longer okay. than that. Wow. Okay, yeah, since eighty six, they've been they've been uh, you know a couple. I don't think they got married until recently, right? Yeah, uh, like yeah. within a year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah a couple. <laughs> uh, here's another. This is when he ad- admits to uh, to sleeping with uh, right. uh, people on his staff. Now, of course, <clears throat> we get to what was it, what was all the creepy stuff <laughs> that he was going to put into the, the screenplay and, and the movie. And uh, the creepy stuff was that I have uh, had sex with women who work for me on this show. Now, my response to that is, yes, I have. <laughs> I have had sex with women who work on this show. Gets a round of applause for that. Now, I think what he's doing, though, I, I, and it, this has to be, and I, <laughs> he's skirting the timeline. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's the issue, is because this, you'd have to be a jackass. It'd be like coming forward and saying, I have, vid- I have footage of Jack Nicholson with other women. Right. Like, of course. Right. Letterman, single? Yeah. You know, pre-relationship? Go to town. Yeah. Bang everyone, for Christ's sake. It's your prerogative. The audience reaction is really very odd, too, because it, they, they just think, you know, with Dave, you never know what's what's being a joke, what's tongue-in-cheek about it. But he, I, I think for the most part, he's really trying to be as serious as he possibly can. Did you get the feeling, though, that there was a, there was a, because he says he is trying to lettermanize it? You know? Sure, and he's doing so, it on yeah, TV, right? right. And uh, and uh, didn't have a press conference, right? Didn't you know? Did it, uh, it, it you know? Right after the uh, the monologue, 
has to suggest this might be part of the show because only at the point when he says, yes, I did have sex, do you hear the audience go, go silent. Right. right. Like, oh, what is right. this about? Here's a little bit more of that. Okay. And, and would it be embarrassing if it were made public? Perhaps it would. Perhaps it would. <laughs> Especially for the women. So pause. Yeah, there you go. Now he's, he's saying, perhaps it would. It would be embarrassing for perhaps his current wife... Who was the relationship? Now, it's not, listen, if he's not married, yeah. it, it, it's just sort of a caddish thing to do if he's going around, you know. So there, there's, there's something that's a little more prominent or relevant yeah. that makes someone think. And the guy who sued him was no, uh, the guy who was ready to blackmail him was no idiot. Right. I mean, he is an idiot for doing that. Yeah. But the guy was a producer on, on one of the CBS shows. Yeah, on one of the crime shows. Oh, 48 oh, Hours. Really? Is it 48 Hours? Yeah. Which really? is their, which is a news magazine show. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's yeah. right. So, wow. I mean, he would, you know, at least you have to have a little bit of smarts to do that. Yeah. So he had to think that there was something there. And as you were pointing out, Preston, earlier, he's the boyfriend. Uh, he's... He, from what I what they said on the news on on ABC this morning, they said this, this guy, this blackmailer, the blackmailer is uh, uh, with one of the women that David supposedly slept with. Well, yeah, of course he's getting the information somewhere. Right. Exactly, they they may live together or something. I thought that's what I heard in passing. Let me play some more. Of this. Uh, but that's a decision for them to make if they want to come public and talk about uh, the relationships. If I want to go public and talk about the relationships, but what you don't want is a guy saying. Oh, I know, I know you had sex with women, so I, 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 I would like $2 million, or I'm, I'm going to make trouble for you. Hmm. So I'm wondering if there's any more. I mean, but you know what? If there was, you think Dave would be talking about it? Yes. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I think it's, I think it's a preemptive, yeah, way of covering his ass. He's come out. Well, and then so the question becomes, well, why would Dave be so open about it if there was really anything to it? Yeah. Right, defuse the situation before yeah. somebody else can get to it. Right. All right. Well, what do you, what do you think? I think, I think, think what is? happened is, is that he was, he was banging them quite a bit, and 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 was continuing to do so. He is a, a man of great power at CBS. He's uh, he's wealthy. He he waited years and years and years before committing yeah. to this wife that he just married. Yeah. And even on the show, if you watch the show, he doesn't really ever speak glowingly of married life. Right. Is Maybe that the, her in this picture that we have in the studio? Yes. She's I not, that's her. She's no. kind of frumpy, isn't yeah, she? So that's the kind frumpy. he goes for. He goes for Midwestern cornfed sort of. Really? That's his style. Well, maybe maybe that's why he held off on the marriage for so long, because they had an agreement of some sort, and, and you know, he could get away with it, and then... You know, maybe he just finally changed his mind and said, "I'm done with all the uh, the womanizing and skirt chasing." Yeah. Right. One more quick one uh, here. This is him saying he's he's not going to speak of it again. It's been I think. a very bizarre experience. Uh, I feel like I need to protect these people. I need to certainly protect my family. I need to protect myself. Uh, hope to protect my job uh, and the friends, uh, everybody that uh, has been very supportive through this. Uh, and I don't plan to say much more about this on this particular topic. So. Thank you for letting me bend your ears. What, what wow. he was doing, too, is he, he knew that because the the arrest had gone down, and this is all public record now. It was point, coming out. It was going to come out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, uh, keep an eye on that because that's going to be big news for quite some time. Oh, yeah. As that goes Brings on. Brings up I, a whole set of questions. I have no idea what the next step is. I mean, the guy's been arrested. I guess there's going to be, you know, criminal charges, right? Yeah. Uh, extortion. And, and, and for blackmail, when yeah. they come at you for, for blackmail charges, they throw the book at you. Right. All right. Well, we'll see. All right. I have more scandalous news. Ooh. Oh. TLC has suspended filming on John and Kate Plus 8 wow. on Thursday in the wake of John Gosselin's demands that the production be stopped. 
The network said on Thursday, we are aware of John Gosselin's recent statements and remain deeply disappointed at his continued erratic behavior. He and the family were shooting as recently as last Friday without incident, and his latest comments are grossly inaccurate, without merit, and are clearly un are, are clearly opportunistic. Now, we have, do, can you figure out why he's making these comments and yeah. why he's doing that? Because it's now Kate plus eight. Right. Well, and, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly it. Wait a minute. So why... Why is he saying, let's stop this? Well, be- Here, I'll play a clip yeah. from Larry King. Here we go. There's no longer John and Kate plus eight. <laughs> it's just Kate plus eight. There's <laughs> no longer John and Kate plus eight. Isn't that their right? Yeah, it's their right to do whatever they want. But um, it's also my right as a parent and as a father of my kids to uh, determine whether the show is good for my family and if it's not for my family. TLC said it would. Con- it was pretty good last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was good abs- when you were on the show. It was absolutely fine, and it certainly continued to be good for his family when he was having bikini parties at the MGM Grand. That's right, and all, that was all fine. Yeah. And when he was, go- you know, he was out with other women, completely and was, good. And when he was still getting paid, it was right. great. Couldn't have been an issue. Continue its exclusive relationship with you, and that you'd be on the show, but on a less regular basis. That's fine. I'm asking not to be on the show, and I'm asking my children not to be on the show. I mean, I don't want them to film anymore. I don't think it's healthy for them. And I, the reason I don't think it's healthy for them is that we're going through a divorce right now. I Come don't on. think it should be televised. I agree with them. And I th- well, yeah, but Casey, this late into it, no, 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 no. Don't you remember? He never really liked being on the show. In the in the very beginning, when all this stuff came out, it was it was it was. You know, him saying like, Casey, he, if he didn't like being on the show, he wouldn't have been on the he show. He was contractually contractually obligated well, to be on the show, and I mean, up until this season, he was with his wife, who loved being on the show. They, they, I guarantee you. How long has the show been on? Three years, years now. Three, uh, I guarantee you that uh, five, five years. I guarantee you that at some point there were at least one or two contract negotiations. Yeah. At which point he said, "Listen, this is not what I envisioned. Mm-hmm. We're going to part ways." Yep. That never happened. Yep. Hang on, here we go. And I think my kid should be taken off the show. But you, it was okay in the past. Do you think it was ever healthy, really? Um, I don't. And, you know, if you were in my position, what would you do? Stop filming? Uh-huh. I mean, that's what I want to do. Uh-huh. I, I, don't think it, I don't think it's healthy for them. Um, and, you know, now I have a sense of empowerment. Before, I didn't have any representation. You know, I, I, uh-huh. I take blame for not being... Um, Initiator. I was an avoider. I was passive. I when let things happen. You signed the contract. You had no representation. No representation. No lawyer. No, no agent. Lawyer. Nothing. What a what a jackass. <laughs> totally. And he, there, there's actual audio and video of him in being interviewed and saying that he thinks the show is fine yeah. and that it doesn't impact his family. What an idiot. He, and if this makes any sense, but he's acting like an amateur celebrity. Yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like like letting this play out in the news and and you know letting people gossip about it and going on Larry King to to talk about this. If he really felt that this was not right for his kids. Why is he talking to Larry King about it? Go talk to the wife about right. it. Go don't talk make, to the producers. Sure. And, and you say, don't think he already has? No, I think he went no. on Larry King to talk about it because he wants some more attention. His lawyer said, go on Larry King. Yeah. Was and you know what? And the, the proof is in the fact that we're talking about it. So yeah. in, a, in a way, his mission has been accomplished. Yeah, Casey, because TLC's comment was, we are aware of John Gosselin's recent statements and remain deeply disappointed at his continued erratic behavior. That's not somebody who's sitting down and negotiating. No. That's somebody who's spouting off to the media and they're going, 
What? Hello? Going, uh, yeah, so they, that's why they've stopped filming altogether. And it's a few days after they announced that it's going to be Kate plus eight? Yeah. Come on now. Exactly. Hey, Larry. Uh, TLC continued despite John Gosselin's repeated self-destructive and unprofessional actions. He remains under an exclusive contract with TLC. Uh, direct filming of the children has been currently suspended pending further conversations you know what, between both parents. This might be the out for TLC, too, because the show's ratings have been declining precipitously. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they can just say, okay, let's just walk away from this and, and see if we can plug Kate and the kids into some other show. Yeah. They just, uh, this is just a, a variation on the show. I, I wonder, too, if the show has been renamed Kate Plus Eight, it's not the original show that he was contractually bound to. Hmm. Not. Right? No, he was yeah. he was still under contract. Right, but TLC no, but had not, him under contract. He wasn't as able just to a do performer. Yes. Okay, but not not exclusively tied to Kate John and Kate plus eight. Because sometimes if they change the name of right. the show, then uh, like Star Trek was originally Bewitched. Oh, wow. I know that yeah. he was still. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's unable to, to go pursue any other um, appearances on any other like shows. Well, right, yeah. of course. Uh, that, yeah. That's uh, um, um, competition. Uh, uh, non-compete? Non-compete clauses yeah. and things like that. Uh, but Kate Gosselin is uh, not on the same page as her estranged husband after John's demands were made public uh, and TLC halted the production on the show. Kate released a statement saying, I am saddened and confused by John's public media statements. John has never expressed any concerns to me about our children being involved. He's a in the show, and in fact, is on the record as saying he believes the show benefits our children and was taping on Friday with the kids. <laughs> there you go. On Friday? Uh, yeah. yeah. They just taped. Yeah. Within a, the week. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She said, uh, uh, I check in regularly with each of the kids to be sure that they want to participate in and continue with the show and will continue to do so. I do the show for my family because I believe it provides us opportunities that well, we wouldn't otherwise have. It's amazing how a show instantly becomes detrimental to your kids when your name is not in the title. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if he really wants to win, if he really wants to walk away from this, he just has to shut the hell up and yeah. not do you know, interviews and well, just not, yeah. you know, just avoid the spotlight. Nick, he needs to go bang David Letterman. Well, you know what? <laughs> that would help. But yeah. I mean, like, I just think about um, uh, Nicole Richie. And, you know, she just, she just got away from everything. Yep. She stopped doing the public spotlight stuff. And now she seems to be doing just fine with her Her kids. life is getting back together. Yeah. Exactly. You can avoid all this if you try. You can. Just you give an effort. Take your Ed Hardy shirts and wander into the woods for a while. <laughs> Although they'll see you for miles. Miles. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow. <laughs> Can't um, get that far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this, because that's going to heat up even more, obviously. Oh, so. yeah. But you're right. TLC might see it as an out. They may bail. Who knows? I'm sure that's what they're thinking about. All right. And then just one last story. Uh, the late Michael Jackson was not the sickly man that some tabloids had reported him to be at not the at time all. of his death, according oh. to the associates. <laughs> oh, God, it's so beautiful. What? Oh, God, it'd be so big. That's him. Uh, this is one massive man. Uh, the Associated, according to the Associated Press, which obtained a copy of the Los Angeles County Coroner's Report, Jackson was a fairly healthy 50-year-old before he died last June of an overdose of the sedative propofol. Propofol. Uh, Jackson was thin, but hit, listen to this, his 136-pound weight. 136 pounds. Well, listen, Steve, that falls within the range of a normal 5'9 man. Yeah. <sighs> yep, it does. Uh, his heart was strong, as were his liver, kidney, strong and, like a boo. and other organs. Uh, God, but, he's hard. Uh, but the report also noted that the singer had some arthritis in his lower back yeah. and some fingers. Ew. So, so he, the lower back and his some of his fingers had arthritis. And uh, I can't pitch the way I used to. And that... Uh, <laughs> 
Big ball player. And Schneider is totally <laughs> effed up. And uh, that mild plaque buildup had been found in the arteries of his legs. When, when me doing all that goddamn dancing. Uh, the most serious detail in the autopsy concerned the singer's lungs, which were chronically inflamed and likely left him short of breath. Uh, but the condition was not considered serious enough to have contributed to Jackson's death. Shamona. Uh, his overall health was fine. Uh, this is according to uh, Dr. Zeev Kane, chairman of the anesthesiology department at the University of California. Uh, besides propofol, propofol, the autopsy <laughs> showed the presence of an anesthetic and at least three other sedatives in his body. And it was Dr. Kane's opinion that the other sedatives likely increased Jackson's risk of respiratory failure. There you go. So he, you know, and and so for all the damage that we assumed he was doing to his body. He was in relatively decent shape. Yeah, and if you look at the video footage that they have for the movie coming out, this is it. I mean, the dude's moving around. He's mm. physically active. They said he had severe curvature of the spine from having to bend over and unbuckle all those pants. Oh, stop it. <laughs> but, uh... That's really overdoing. <laughs> God damn it. That's the one bitch it is. Uh, You're but, down so close to the floor. But, uh... Anyhow, he wasn't... Uh, now what, I know how people work in mines for you. Uh, physically, he wasn't in as bad a shape as we had uh, anticip or we had uh, concluded. And he had a very uh, heavy protein diet, from what we understand. Oh. Shakes and stuff. Yeah. That's really overdoing it. <laughs> no need to uh, bring lunch to my room. Yeah, I've already eaten. Protein <laughs> I promise it will make you feel good, and it will be so much fun. So please... Don't scream. <laughs> <laughs> and you loved it. All or right. my interpretation All of right. love. All right. Are you ready for some Yeah, yeah I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Drew Barrymore has her directorial debut with Whip It. And I guess that opens this weekend, right? Yeah, it's about the uh, rollers. Uh, roller derby. Roller derby, yeah. Uh, and Drew Barrymore talks about the brutal training for the film. She's, she's in this as well, right? Yep, she right. directs it and is in it. Here we go. I saw cartoon birds around my head sometimes so hard I thought I would never be the same again. And then there were other times where I took spells and like smashed into the concrete and got up and like started skating again. So it's a very strange balance. I don't care! And Ellen Page, the main girl, she she was the Juno chick, right? Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. really cute. She's also in uh, X-Men 3, Preston. Yeah, Kit, she plays Kitty Pryde. Yep, yep. That's correct. She's a very cute girl, so we'll see how this turns out. All right, and then I got uh, another clip. Uh, this one is from Woody Harrelson, and he talks about Zombieland. That opens today. You've seen it, Steve. I loved it. And uh, this is a, an extremely short clip here. Uh, Woody Harrelson talks about his favorite zombie kill in the movie, and here's the clip. Oh, my favorite kill was uh, the one with the butter knife to the jugular. Bing! <laughs> Told you that was quick. Wow. Do you remember that kill? Yes, I do. All right, and there you go. That's what I got entertainment-wise for you. Uh, by the way, uh, on the David Letterman thing, Paul Schaefer's going to be on the show next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I wonder if he'll, I doubt he'll be able to comment on that. Well, but. yeah, but there's, I, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm taking a, a look through the book. There's so much. I mean, he's SNL. He's Letterman. He's He was there during the, the beginning stages. Yeah. There's going to be a lot to talk to him about. Yep, absolutely. Dr. Oz will be here in our studio in about an hour. Yeah. Uh, John Ratzenberg. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet ass. your sweet ass. Kathy's been so excited about this. You, sweet, Casey, sweaty, swamp ass. When Casey oh, told yeah. me, like, I think it was like two weeks ago, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to hug him. Casey yeah. was like, what? 
What? It's yeah. Dr. Oz. I like Dr. Oz. I know, but he's still, I just, I don't know why. I tell you what, during so during the uh, the interview, go over, take your headphones no. off, go over and just sit on his lap. Yeah. <laughs> yes, doctor. Please Listen, I have that. a question, And doctor. just just canoodle with him. Doctor. My name is Gary Romano. Perhaps you've seen my reports on NBC10. Uh, well, he's uh, on with Oprah, obviously, and uh, he's going to stop by a little bit later on this morning, and uh, I guess he'll talk whatever we want to talk I about. I think the, the question I have, yeah, yeah. the main question for him is, could he pick up Oprah? Doctor? What, physically? Yeah. Don't oh. insult Oprah. I love Oprah. Oprah. He's a good friend of hers. Of course. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. we got to talk to him about getting Gadzooks to Oprah. <gasps> He's our yeah, in. Right. He's our in. Do we have Gadzooks here? We do. We do. They just, if, had, if, they just brought in a big shipment. We have a full freezer of Gadzooks. Would he be compromising in. his his medical license if no. he were to tell her that it was healthy. Uh, very healthy? <laughs> that she should eat a, point, a pint of it every day? I think so. I, th- I think that would be... Th- but that's okay. We don't mind. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. MMR rocks now. Uh, but keying off of this uh, <clears throat> um, uh, David Letterman story, in case you uh, missed it earlier, uh, David announced on his show last night that someone at CBS is attempting to blackmail him uh, for information that he wanted to share about David sleeping around with uh, staff members, right? And and I guess uh, I don't know if he indicated on specifically on the David Letterman show, uh, uh, but I'm assuming that's what it is. And uh, he wants to try to get two million dollars from him. Dave. Ended up going to uh, you know the uh, the attorney's office, the, the district attorney, and they there now. There's a case that's gonna going to be coming out of this whole thing. But I mean, the first thing that I thought of when I, when I heard this is. Messing around at work, right? The old uh, don't eat where you where you crap, right? Or don't get your meat. From or don't where eat you get crap. Your bread. Don't uh, eat. Don't try don't not to eat feces. Yeah. Don't any rub feces on your face. Uh, that's. That I think point. I'm paraphrasing, Maybe. but it, the, the, the notion is still the same. It may be, but I mean, especially sleeping with the boss. And how nasty that can get. In this case, I'm wondering, and you're exactly right about that. Sleeping with the boss, but in this case, I wonder how much. Of a concerted effort or how much influence he had to exert over these women. Were they directly subordinates to him? Yeah. In other words, because that could be like a Bob Barker case. Where we, remember that? Where Bob Barker right. was supposedly not, sort of extorting them not, or, or compelling them strongly. Really, it would benefit you to sleep with me if you want to keep your job. Yeah. Do you think Letterman would be in that category? Uh, I, I probably think not. Mm. Yeah, I think it's different because he, I mean, he's kind of known for being a little standoffish and that he's kind of in his own mindset. Right, so right. You figure if it's somebody that's working with him and he, you know, says a couple of words to or has a conversation with, they're probably like, oh, my God, okay, we, you know, now we have a good relationship. So I, I don't think he, he probably doesn't have to do much for them to be like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. With you. Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right. I, I don't think he would have to be. He's, he's not a skeevy, skeevy old dude. Right. Uh, you know, doing but still, uh, you know, sleeping with higher ups can be a very dangerous thing. You know, we, uh, unless you're sleeping your way up the corporate ladder, and then eventually you. <laughs> I was get in the, to. I was at a station, and and it was clear that the the office manager was sleeping with the head muckety muck. Really? Yeah, and uh, I mean, you would walk into you know to say, hey, you know, because he he left the door open, which is a great move when you're banging your office manager. <laughs> right? But uh, there would be such a level of of um, physical contact and closeness. As he was signing things on his side, and I, we, everyone would talk about it because you'd see it. There'd be those little things that gave it away, and, and and no one ever thinks less of the of the boss 
They always think less of the girl, yeah. you know, right, right. or well, the that, guy. That always happens. Yeah. But um, there's always people, too, that, that you, like, you know, there was a place I used to work where we thought, how does this chick have a job? How does she have a managerial position? And what's the first thing you think? Well, yeah, of yeah. course. Like, got to be the boss. Who's yeah. she effing? Yeah. Who is she effing yeah. to, to have that job? Because, yeah. Um. Yeah, I used to work with somebody too. It might be the same person. I think it is. <laughs> that started. Oh yeah. Down. Write the name down. Write her. Write yeah. it down, write please. Yeah, I'll write it down. down. But like, she was such a bitch, and it was like, you know, it's not like oh, she did I know a horrible you're about. job, but she was just so unpleasant to everybody. Oh, you know what? And, and it wasn't like a secret yeah. that she was yeah. such a a, a a bitch. It's so funny though, Casey, because like uh, independently, a lot of people who worked with her were like, "Man, I wonder who she's sleeping with," everybody and then everybody said would have that. conversations. And, and right. did it bear out that she in fact won? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? She, was, she was sleeping around. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't work for the Sixers anymore, does she? Oh, dude. <laughs> That's rude. No. What? It's hey. That's what I heard. I don't know. Right. Anyway, I n- I never worked for them. I d- I don't know. But no. I thought I thought you were talking about somebody. Shouldn't have wrote that name. Down. But listen, no. Uh, there was a a, a movie. Um, I forgot what it was Saving called. Private Ryan. No, not <laughs> Saving oh. Private Ryan. It was called INC. And the uh, um, uh, man, who's the uh the, the mom in in uh, Wedding Crashers? A really attractive. Uh, oh, uh, Jane woman. Seymour. Jane Seymour's yeah. in it. And a guy goes, "Wow, you're really screwing your way to the top." And she goes, "You know what? I wouldn't be much of an executive if I was screwing my way to the bottom." <laughs> So some people do, you know, work it in there. But I think a lot of times what happens is that in this case, you know, uh, like with Letterman, it's it's like, hey, well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know if the girls or the women, because none of them came forward, none of them have come forward, no. you know. I don't know if any of them were doing it career-wise, or uh, what's the impetus with getting with the David Letterman? I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, the, around the workplace, sometimes the, the aim is to get with the boss, and, yeah, and, true, and, and true. things doors will open for you. Yeah. Uh, let me go. I have an anonymous caller on the line. Hi, good morning. You're on the air. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, man? Hey, uh, I was actually uh, sleeping with my boss, and uh, we're actually still in a relationship right now. What's his name? But, uh, yeah. At the at the time, it was uh it was a it was a big deal, and it still kind of is. I mean, we we actually went through like all the appropriate channels to, uh, you know, make it so people the right people knew what was going on. So we weren't trying to hide anything, and you know, I, I don't work for her anymore. But was it was it was, uh, was it, there it was, a big thing. was there a level of uncomfortability with the fact? I mean, when you're working with you, were you worried that people would try to uh, to use that information against you? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's you, you know they always think, oh well, you know you get special treatment and all this other stuff, but it really wasn't the case. But of course, everybody's going to think that. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a natural inclination to yeah. to do that. You know what? I think there was another. There was somebody else over at the sports complex that that did the same thing that I remember. Oh, I know who you're talking about. She was attractive. Yeah, she was. That, yeah. But- no, they're, I, they, I, they, I ended up, think... they ended up going the distance, right? They're married. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I and have kids that. and all that. Yeah. So that worked. But, but as, well, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. Because all of a sudden, this person started to get in a relationship with an executive, and her career started to take off a little bit. Was the executive? And everybody was like, "Oh, do you see what's happening here?" Was the executive taken before? No, mm, I don't think I don't so. Think so. Oh, okay, no. so, that's legit. Yeah, yeah, it's legit, but it's still inner office relationships. Everybody goes. Oh, oh yeah, how, you know but, how's this going to turn out? I mean, listen, you you think about how much time you spend with your coworkers on a daily basis. You know, things are things can happen. Absolutely, and, you know. Um, yeah. and whether it be a you know like a lateral relationship or a, a parallel relationship or lateral, you know, where where you know no one is has a you know a higher position than the other, right. or you know, or a, 
you get you get relaxed and and you you sort of sort of robotically. La I was going down on Bill Weston yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm thinking, God. I'm not even gay. <laughs> That's weird. What yeah, am I doing? It just happens. But he's I just—he's the boss. Yeah. I figure this couldn't hurt. Yeah. He's got a swagger about him. He's got a him, swagger. You know, yeah. I think it's a natural musky quality. Right. I can't believe you just admitted that. That's, I know yeah. it's weird. I, I don't think so, man. I hope not. <laughs> I gotta be. I gotta be with everyone now. Um, there are several married uh, relationships in this office, and there are like program yeah. directors at, at different radio stations, um, and there are people who work on the air, and and you know, so it, it can work. But the, every now and then, like somebody will get fired and then rehired, and it's just kind of odd. And I don't think that there's any shenanigans going no, on. But but if there was that element or the 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 possibility of that element, that'd be the first thing people would focus right. in on. Oh, they must be. There must be somebody screwing someone. Yeah. Well, and what if it didn't? Like, what if it didn't work out? Like Jackson and Michelle just had a baby, but say they dated for you know years and then broke up. That'd be a little awkward. Trying to like, you know, yeah. she's in sales, like trying to do business. What if she left Jackson for Jackie Bam Bam? <laughs> oh, that, that would be really that'd weird. Be wild, Deejay. But Get I don't. Over you. <laughs> yeah. He's a leather pants. But Kathy, that's that's <laughs> that's the story though. Uh, you know, you get into the relationship at work. It doesn't work out, and usually somebody's got to leave. Yep. Yeah. Somebody has Place to leave. Place ain't big enough for the both of us, that's, you know? That's pretty much it, because you'll drive it's each other crazy. There's just enough room here for me and my penis. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Rachel. Hello there, Rachel. Good morning, you guys. F and Rock. Yeah, baby. Thank you, Rach. What's up? Hey, I have a like an opposite story here. I worked uh, at a clothing company, corporate environment, and uh, there was a great job promotion that was, that was available and it was between myself and this guy and he was a friend of mine and the guy doing the hiring basically point blank said to me will you get on your knees and i said no i won't and he gave the job to his buddy wow Whoa. but in his defense he was a midget and he couldn't yeah. hear you <laughs> but i kind of got him back because he was sitting with a bunch of the honchos one day and i just kind of walked by and i casually said oh so i guess craig got on his knees for you huh oh awesome that's funny that's but great you know now would you, at any point after that oh, happened nice. did you have any desire had you even considered perhaps going to his superiors and bringing that up because that is obviously that's yeah, a that was Back before the days of sexual harassment, before yeah, I guess. it actually became, it was back in the early eighties. It's it's hard to prove anyway when it's he said he said she sure. said. That's why yeah. you need to go through with it and videotape it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See what that I'm doing? Looks. Do you see? And it then really hold up a newspaper with the current headline. <laughs> What's that, Rachel? <laughs> Rachel? Yeah. What did you say? I said it was a great job opportunity, and I don't know, maybe if it was somebody else and not him, <laughs> I would have been for it. It wasn't a fan. ugly. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> let me go to uh, Rich. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Hey, Cat Office Zerka. Cat Office Zerka, I like that. Nice. What's up, Rich? And Kenny Knight. Uh, Kenny. I, I made the mistake of sleeping with a coworker. We had something going on for about two years. We were both teachers. Uh, she was married. I was not. Her husband was a professional golfer and would often be away on weekend tournaments. So somebody had to keep her company, and that was me. <laughs> when her husband eventually found out, and the way he found out was by bugging the house and having recordings of things. Whoa! He then wanted to get me in trouble, so he convinced her to go to the police and tell the police I was having a relationship with a student. Whoa! With a and student. They were yes, teachers. Oh, they okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, I, I mean, immediately, I, you know, they went, and then this is how dumb the guy is. They went and questioned the students, and the students said, ew, no, not him. <laughs> 
and then she was uh, she was fired, and she was threatened with losing her teaching certificate for having lied to the police wow. about somebody else sleeping with a student. Well, wow. besides losing her teaching certificate, that's illegal. To, yeah, to, to, it, to, it yeah. is. And, and I I had the opportunity if I wanted to to, to file a suit against her, but I said that because I mean it was in the newspapers and you know with my name in it, and yeah. eventually it was proven to be false. But but Rich, point, I just wanted to let it go. Yeah, Rich, you were banging his wife, man. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. golf so you ain't you ain't squeaky clean on this, yeah. dude. This hot shot um, golf pro. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't, so somebody had to fill in. There you go. They're kind of thinking they made this country great. But you know what? In a situation like that, Steve, we all know from watching 90210 that it's then out there. And even if it's not true, it's his reputation. Once it's out there, you can't can't bring it back in. Now, here's the situation. I remember uh, there was a, I heard about this as a friend of a friend, um, Kathy, no. Uh, <laughs> and the, the people were equal at the job. It was in the corporate environment, and they were both at equal stations in, in the, uh, the employment, uh, scale there. And, uh, but she, she got a big bump up and got a promotion. So with, with that and the knowledge that he had been uh, with her, right? He, she started shunting him away and, <sighs> You know, because she didn't want to be attached to him now. Yeah. So her promotion ended up effing up the relationship because they were equals before. There was nothing to lose or gain by that relationship. Right, right. Let me go to Dan. Hey, Dan, how are you, man? ding a ding a ding What's up, Dan? Hey, I got a story about uh, what happened. Sometimes what happens to, uh, to a woman after the relationship at the office. There's a, an admin assistant, shipping uh, a VP, and they end up getting married. The VP gets a promotion to the chairman of one of the branches of uh, this corporation I work for, and guess I guess he decides that his menu has got a little broader, so yeah. he ends up having an affair with somebody else. And in order to I guess shut up the whole situation with his wife, she gets promoted and has the nice cushy corner office <laughs> at our branch and does absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, he just sits there. <laughs> so just to keep her mouth shut, he sets her up big time. I guess it's like that's why don't you go ask her? It. Well, it's better than him having to pay out of pocket to keep her quiet. Right, pay out of the company's pocket. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> give her an office, give her a job, just give off the top, yeah. cook office. the books a little bit. Wow, man, that, and okay. a lie on your tax returns, and that's that's when it that's when it gets really ugly. Yeah, because then you've got then you have to you've got somebody down the hall that you absolutely have to keep an eye on and give them whatever they want, or else there's going to be a real problem. And that's when when you're in the you know management position or a uh, boss position and you get start mixing it up it can it can get very weird do you, do you know i mean at that point when you're at a level if you're a ceo if you're you're one of the head muckety mucks you know there's a certain there's a certain swagger and a certain sure you know and and i i think there's a sometimes a sense of entitlement and uh you know you ever watch the show mad men I have not. Yeah no. there, there's a lot of this dynamic okay. going on in there you okay. know and that was in a time when when women could not go report it to. No one gave a rat ass. Yeah, and there was a glass. It's almost ceiling. part of your job description, you know, right. to be doing that. Right. But uh, it, it is weird, and and, and and I've heard from women. It is. It, it still goes on, and it goes on. Obviously, now with more women working at higher levels, yeah. with guys as well. With Letterman, I wonder how many women it's going to be because he, when he was revealing that audio last night, he didn't mention a number. I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess a couple. A couple. A couple. Yeah, a couple. Uh, a couple. But uh, like maybe three. three. Couple three. Three. Three or four. Yeah. Yeah. At once? Yeah, I bet you it wasn't like a Bob Barker where it was like one each season. Barker was nailing those showcase models like three deep. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for the entire show. length of for the entire yeah. length, him, him being on that show. Good for Bob, yeah. by the way. Way to and go. Because there are some really good ones. Yeah. By the way, I just got an instant message from uh, Chuck D'Amico, our assistant uh, program director here at WMMR. And uh, Casey, I hate to say this, but he's breaking up with you. Oh, oh and through I am. And through an I am as well. <laughs> really? He says, I know this oh. probably isn't the best way to do this, but we're through. So, I just man. bought him call, actually hot chocolate yesterday. Yeah, that's, it's terrible. Oh, sorry. Wow. Wow. No, I'm anyway, still on with Bill, though. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just knees. fun, right? It's just, that's just a fun thing. Yeah. That's, a, that's just, a, you know, take the steam off. Uh, well, Letterman is... Uh, <laughs> the strings attached. ...has addressed this, and I'm sure that you can, uh, you know, find the video uh, footage of it, but he looks a little bit freaked out, and it's it's going to be a big deal, and uh, it's going to drag out for a while, I'll bet, too. And this I, person tried to uh, blackmail him for yeah. $2 million, saying that he was going to spread word about his affairs. Affairs at the office. I want to see what the chronology of this uh, these these affairs. Yeah, uh, and David admitted to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're you're curious about the relationship with his with his wife. now wife. Yeah, and he had been very steady with her since '86. Yeah, and I want to see when. My guess is he was having some of these while he was with this woman. Oh yeah, which is not. He's not. He's you know he's just dating her. It's not right. like you know it's a horrible thing. Yeah, but still. Yeah, and this guy thought it was worth two mil. You're listening to Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. MMR rocks now. Hey, I got this. Uh, somebody said this over as a listing on on uh, Craigslist. Yeah, did you guys see this? No. 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 Uh, it says uh, Preston and Steve cardboard free cardboard for the Preston and Steve <laughs> cardboard classic. This cardboard is 12 foot by 6 foot and is a half inch thick. I have five pieces. This would be great if you have the time to build a sled for the cardboard classic. Location is near Exton, Downingtown area. Email me if interested. That's great because that? uh, that's thinking ahead. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Because it's, where do you go to get um, the amount of cardboard yeah. that gets used for some of the larger uh, contraptions? Yeah. How do you, where do you get that much cardboard? So just go on uh, Craigslist if you're interested in going ahead and starting because we won't do it until February. Yeah. I mean, but uh, if you want to get started, there you go. Some free cardboard. Preston and Steve, do a little search on Craigslist. You'll be able to find it. Listen, I, I meant to read this last week. I didn't get a chance to get, or no, I'm sorry, earlier this week. But I got this from a woman named uh, uh, Jen Hiltwine. And she said, uh, please say congrats to my 10-year-old ne- nephew, Ryan Craig, for catching the Grand Slam ball at the Phillies game. Oh, wow. Cool. Love, Aunt Jen. So I wanted to say congrats. I didn't know that the kid got the, uh, yeah. who, who hit the Grand Slam? I forgot. Feliz. 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 That's yeah. right. Yeah. So this kid got it. That's awesome. Pretty sweet deal. That's one you hang on to, most definitely. Uh, then I got this one. It says, uh, hey, guys, I work at the Presbyterian Hospital in West Philly, and currently they are filming the movie that Jack Nicholson is being filmed ah. there. The film overnight from, uh, they film overnight from about 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. They have been multiple, there have been multiple sightings of Jack. So in, I'm going in to early tomorrow just so that I can convince him to come on to the show. I beg your pardon. I'm trying to convince him to go on to the show is what she says. So no problem. Actually, that's from Mike. It's a guy, not a girl. Why, why does he write as a woman? Uh, I, I do not know. You know, I just read yeah, it as a woman. You read it as a woman, naturally assuming. Yeah, like he writes in that woman style. Uh, uh, I had heard, and I, I don't know if this has been verified, that Jack's actual filming on the movie has wrapped. Really? Yeah, and he's that gone. That the responsibility oh. for, for his role is over, and I was looking to see if we could get verification on that. Because we have a master plan ready to go <laughs> we do? that will yield us absolutely nothing. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, I forgot about Are that Are we one. clear? We're, yeah, we're going to try. Yeah, so anyhow. Well, they said they're filming at... Uh, you! The, um, I beg your pardon. <laughs> you! I beg your pardon. <laughs> you! No. It's <laughs> a long photo shoot. Now, now what they have is uh, still in town, uh, Paul Rudd and Reese Witherspoon. 
Oh, they are still yeah. uh, about? Okay. Well, Jack we'll see is gone. Can... But we've managed to get Justin Guarini. Oh, yeah. yeah. In, studio, in yeah. studio, Steve. That, that we did get. All no we had to do was ask. Yeah. Uh, so, Presbyterian <laughs> Hospital. Not so easy with Jack. No. Why yeah. didn't you just ask? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Uh, you um, know. <laughs> yeah, Steve, you're right. He's gone. Oh. There's an article oh. in, uh, the Phil- in Philly.com. Ah, uh, drag. Bye-bye. All right, well, oh. see you later, Jack. It was nice not talking to you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quickly, this one says, hey guys, shout out to the Plymouth Fire Company right down the street from Kathy's new house. Oh, all right, great. <laughs> for winning the Pennsylvania State Fireman's... Oh, you want my address, too? The... Oh, yeah! Well, I think you'd want the fire department to be at least familiar with your house. Yeah. Oh, not them. The Pennsylvania State Fireman's Convention in uh, King of Prussia this uh, past weekend, taking first place in marching and first place in best appearing squirt. <laughs> Um, I swear to God. Thank you, pardon. (laughs) It can't be a category. I swear to God. Uh, it says first place best appearing squirt, and uh, and then it, change the name of that in parentheses. He says it's a type of fire truck. Oh, uh, the, okay. I guess a squirt is a fire truck. I beg your pardon. It's a squirt and it's a fire truck. And uh, he says stop down sometime, Kathy, and meet the men and women. Yeah, yeah you know what? They'll show you the little squirt. I, yeah. I've met a couple of the uh, firefighters just out, you know, uh, throughout the town. But I do. Uh, it, it's not far from my house, and I do want to uh, stop down there. There was a, a bully in my elementary school, and I. Wore this uh, blue sweatshirt all the time when I was growing up, and my uh, he, he called me Little Blue Squirt. That was his <laughs> evil, evil name for me. So uh, I, for years, I hated the word squirt because that was I associated. Have you come to terms totally. with it? I'm, I'm okay with Would it. Would you talk to someone? Doctor yeah. Oz will be yeah. Yeah. He's a cardiologist, but maybe he, maybe he, he uh, can dabble. John in that. Myers, man, that kid damaged me. Wow, squirt. Right. Yeah, Little Blue Squirt internally too. Yeah. Little Blue Squirt. All right, and then another fire department, the Boyertown Fire Department, uh, hooked us up with uh, um, Marquee Madness, which is cool. They put us up on their marquee. They're hosting their sixth annual custom car, truck, and motorcycle show. And that is at the Boyertown Community Park on South Madison Street in Boyertown, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And I think that is today. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's tomorrow. It's Saturday. Uh, plenty of food and uh, drinks for sale. Tickets, raffles, door prizes, moonbounds for the kids, and a car smash that they'll be doing. No squirting that I know no of. No damn squirt. Uh, no. But the Boyertown and Gilbertsville fire departments are then going to use the cars for a live vehicle rescue demonstration. And Penn Star will also be landing the medical helicopter during oh, cool. the day. So thank you guys for putting us up on the marquee. That is uh, from Lieutenants Ashley Newbauer and Mike Thomas. And uh, you can register your vehicles and all that stuff. So thank you guys. We appreciate that. Yeah. And one last email. Um, this says uh, paranormal activity. Uh, that's the subject line. That was that movie that we gave away. We only had like three sets of tickets because it was a very exclusive screening last night. And they're only doing midnight screenings. There's one tonight as well. Yep. And it says, uh, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. It says, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. What I keep telling myself is I wake up from my two and a half hour nap. Last night or this morning, my friends and I made the hour drive from West Grove, PA, to Philly to see Paranormal Activity. Not only was it worth it, but I would do it again. I'm a huge horror movie fan, and this was definitely one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Coming from a writer-director with no experience, a small budget, and no-name actors, you couldn't ask for a better movie. From beginning to end, you're waiting for the next scene, heart-pounding, holding your breath, etc. I haven't had that much fun while watching a movie in a long time. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I know that you guys were at Steel Panther last night, which I'm sure was awesome, but wow, did you guys miss out on this. I don't know if it's going to be more widely released, but if it is, you guys should definitely see it. I'm pretty sure you guys talking about it on the show has uh, uh, 
is that what made people uh, demand it from Philly. And for that, I thank you. I am off to a long day at work, but uh, it was still very much worth it. That movie rocked just as much as you guys do. Thanks for keeping for having such an awesome show. And keep effing that chicken. Thanks <laughs> from, uh, keep effing that chicken. Patrick Lucy. So thank you, Pat. Now I'm really intrigued. I'm going to see it tonight. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. So. I'm going to try to. All right. Well, let me know how it is. <laughs> All right. Let's do the B file. WMMR presents. Hey, this is ridiculous. Bizarre file. <laughs> All right, now don't let me wrap things up without giving the clue for the four of the con. Four All right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, a ten-year-old British girl has been banned from eBay after she tried to sell her grandmother, <laughs> who she said is cuddly and enjoys crossword puzzles, Aww. but is also annoying. <laughs> wow. Oh that adorable God. little bastard. Uh, the uh, the girl's listing said that uh, is said to have been uh, lighthearted, but was taken down because it violated human trafficking <laughs> regulations. Oh, you, you can't sell your grandparents. And apparently, Son that's the case. Uh, spokeswoman for eBay said that the listing was posted with the grandmother's knowledge and actually received quite a few offers, but they had to take it down. Uh, a Japanese robber carrying a wooden stick said to have uh, turned himself in for attempted robbery after a female cashier got angry and told him, don't be silly. So that urged him to turn himself in. You defended me and the mystique. Uh, the, the man... The man you that... made me lose face in front of my stick. <laughs> the man... The man then changed his mind about the robbery. Well, it, just, it was just a stick? He said, I'm sorry, uh, before calling police from his own cell phone and confessing. I'm sorry. Uh, despite the cashier's success, police say that they do not recommend scolding robbers if they come in to uh, try and rob you. Even uh, with a stick? Even with a stick. Overturning two previous rulings by lower courts, the Swedish Supreme Administrative Court has awarded two parents from central Sweden the right to name their son Q. The letter Q. Uh, the couple have already been Q. twice Q. overruled Q. in their battle to retain the quizzical first name. Uh, the higher court grounded its decision in the fact that it's, quote, not been proven that the name Q may cause offense or that it may lead to discomfort from the discomfort for the bearer of the name. That's weird that they have a, a review board that examines names. Yeah, and it's... And they, if they deem that the name is, is too bizarre or too stupid, you can't, use, you can't it. use it. Yeah, exactly. There is also no reason why Q... Q is obviously inappropriate. R D T F K has a first name. Q's father, H R Richard Renberg. W T F N Y L K P Q W Q R T D expressed his relief. At the decision, and now the child will be named Q. Q. There you go. Let me see here. Police in. By the way, does anybody know what a fete is? F E T E. Yes, that's what Boba has. No, it's a party. What? Boba's fete. No, Boba has a fete. Boba fete where? All right. It's a celebration and or party. Thank yes. you, Nick McElwain. Police in that, how's that spelled? F-E-T-E. F-E-T-E. Yes, that's it, yes. Uh, police in Papua New Guinea are hunting Papa. for a notorious criminal after violence at a school fete left eight people dead and a severed mm-hmm. head hanging from a Ooh, power That bomb. was not a good fete. That was a, I would call that, that, that fete went awry. A poor planned <laughs> yeah. fete. Uh, Listen, we probably should have had more pizza bagels. Yeah, that's not a fun fete. 
Uh, an armed gang attacked villagers gathered at the FET. Were in, you invited to our FET? In uh, Kenantu District <laughs> last Friday and killed four people. One report said the gang's leader interrupted a speech by a local magistrate, produced a gun, and shot him dead. Well, it was good with the magician and the clown, and then the gunman ruined it. Uh, the uh, villagers <laughs> retaliated. But I got a really awesome balloon animal. Uh, the villagers uh, It got shot. They retaliated by killing three of the gang members, and one was beheaded and the head hung on a power pole. Uh, another that is a wild pinata. I guess if you, you know, maybe you get the water guns and open its mouth, you could uh, yes, you know, yeah. have some fun with it. But, Still a party. Uh, another suspected gang member was killed the next day. The gang's leader. It ain't a fet until the Strombolis arrive. Uh, Patrick Sierra is wanted by police over a string of murders, rapes, and robberies. Uh, he was able to escape, uh, but ha may have been shot in the leg, and police have been unavailable for comment. But that was a bad fet. Uh, a prisoner wearing a suit and tie for a court appearance was able to walk out an open door where he was greeted by a court officer who mistook the man for a lawyer. The prisoner had the presence of mind to play along and ask the officer, which way is out? Oh, and he brilliant. was escorted out yeah. of the lobby. And then after leaving the courthouse, the prisoner went to his mother's house, collected his things, and fled. And he is on the lam. He was able to get away simply by wearing a suit. Uh, his mom said she believed... They, do they, they sort of ask the prisoners, don't they dress the prisoners up a little bit when they go to court sometimes? Yeah. I don't know. I guess yeah. that's the case. And, and they dress them up as if they're going to a fet. Yeah, her son had <laughs> uh, been... She believed that her son had been discharged, and he is uh, now on the loose, and uh, they are looking for him. <laughs> an 11-year-old boy in Wyoming uh, driving an SUV led police officers on a high-speed chase topping 100 miles per hour. Oh, what is it with the kids? An 11-year-old. This is the third or fourth story of a kid. Yeah, recently. Leading police on a high-speed chase. Uh, the boy eventually ditched the SUV and jumped into a river and began to swim away before finally returning to shore and being arrested by officers. Police say that they believe the boy had been drinking. He's 11. Oh. I'm on up on my all right, final story for you. In Dublin, Ireland, traffic is often snarled, but this could be the la uh, the first time that llamas are to blame. Llamas? Lorenzo? Yeah. In, uh, in <laughs> Ireland, five of the South American animals, along with two goats, ran rampant Thursday on the Irish capital's major ring road, which is the M50, uh, causing a five-mile traffic jam. There's llamas on the major ring road. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> police eventually corralled the animals safely into a trailer. I'm shameless in the traffic copter. <laughs> There's llamas on the ring road. Goats and stuff. It's like a zoo out there. Where is that? It's the ring road. Uh, the circus owner... Ale Over to chat with the weather. <laughs> the circus owner, Alexander Shaw says that his animals uh, bolted when fuel delivery men left. Uh, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get on the weekend conduit. And uh, they left. Drive the around the goats, drive <laughs> under the llamas, <laughs> and drive into the goddamn ocean. They left the gate open, and he rejects uh, rival circus owners' claims that he deliberately had uh, let the animals loose mm. to gain attention for the his... The worst kind of fight is a feud fight between rival circus owners. That's yeah. a bad fact. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, for his circus, Sydney, which previously has lost elephants and a wallaby. That's Anybody right. seen oh. the elephant? Yeah. Uh, there's no way that this is a publicity stunt. He said, these llamas, if these llamas hit a car and killed somebody, who are they going to arrest, me or the llamas? That's I what, don't know. That's a good question. That's what Scholl What said. does Irish law dictate? So anyway, that is, uh, I don't know. They're, they're kings of goats, so I don't know. <laughs> Your Honor, I'd like to represent the llama. Yeah, and there you go. That's what I got in the B-file. <laughs> Thank you. Still going.
Uh, all right, so we're going to take a break. Uh, Dr. Oz, has anybody seen him yet? Uh, he's yet? on his way, but let's do the... Uh, See? Oh, I would have forgot. You doing your job. Thank you. Oh, bye. Oh, right, bye. You <laughs> some love right there. Uh, no, come in close. Uh, anyway, so... Hug the, it out. Uh, it out. <laughs> the four of a kind contest continues, and this is the last one of the week. Today at 11 o'clock, there will be a block played, and also at 3 o'clock, there will be a block played. Those blocks of songs, four of them all together, have a common theme. I am here to give you a clue of what those themes might be. The 11 o'clock theme is Zoom Zoom. That's zoom your, Zoom. That's your clue. Zoom Zoom. And then in 3 o'clock... Zoom Zoom. That's correct. That's at the 11 o'clock. And then 3 o'clock is Cloudburst. Cloudburst. Yes. Rain come down. Yeah. The, so these are your clues for the three o'clock block. Zoom, zoom, and cloud burst. That's correct, right. yes. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. This is such a big day, even Kathy's mom has come in here. <laughs> yeah. I, I had no idea. She doesn't even listen to the show, and no. she came in here this morning. <laughs> Tried to ban her. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you obviously uh, know this next gentleman from uh, appearing on Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. And uh, now has his own show, which debuted last week, and it's weekdays, 9 a.m. on CBS 3. Oh. Please welcome Dr. Oz. Yeah. Good morning, Dr. Oz. You know, I grew up listening to this station. I, I was oh, going to ask because you absolutely. went to school in Wilmington. Wilmington, Delaware. My wife's family is from uh, Bernathan, which is north of Philadelphia. I went sure. to med school at Penn, so we used MMR all the time. That's yeah. awesome. Your wife grew up in Bernathan? Bernathan, That's a strange little community, isn't it? It's a fascinating place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we've heard all sorts of weird rumors and no, urban legends attached to it. I, I, I love that. It keeps people away from it. It's <laughs> beautiful. It's bucolic. It's spectacular. I love the place. It's yeah. really cool. Uh, well, listen, I need to ask. Uh, I, I've seen some of your segments on Oprah, Dr. Oz. I don't watch Oprah regularly. Obviously, you have a rabid fan base. And I don't mean to be condescending or anything like that, but what's the big deal with you? Everybody was, everybody <laughs> yeah. freaked out when we said we were having Dr. Oz on. Why Why such the fascination? You what know, do you think? Because folks have always talked about health in this sort of sour and dour terms, and people just get bored by it or get scared. They go, they're repelled by it. And we celebrate the tools that we have in our body. And we talk about it in ways that resonate with people. I'll give you one example, real quickly. What's the best way to tell if a male is healthy? To tell if a male is healthy? Yeah. I do not poop. know. We have a poop. dipstick. Well, poop helps, by the way. That works okay. for male and female. We'll talk about that in a second. But <laughs> the, the dipstick for health in a male is the penis. Really? really? Absolutely. Because if it's working right, it means the blood vessels going down there are functional. It means the gases you have to actually release within the arteries are being released the right amount. And by the way, guys get embarrassed about it if it's not working. And the women get self-conscious. They think it's them. They're not attractive anymore. Misses the boat completely. If it's not working down there, it's not working your kidneys, your brain, your heart, or anywhere else. Wow. Okay. And so you, if you do it the right way, people look at health and say, you know what, darn, that feels pretty good to know about that stuff. I'm going to be part of the of the conversation in America and make us feel better. Well, what I usually do is I'll go over to the service station, I have Sparky throw it up on the rack and say, look at <laughs> that. Bang it out. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and uh, what, what the big deal, too, is, is I think that you've earned the respect and, and you know, people trust you and, you know, everything you. that you, you say, I do watch Oprah and, I you know, I, I watch when you're on and I'll tell you that I pretty much, my, both my mom and I, the whole enriched flower thing, like yep. every time I go shopping now, I turn it over and I look to see the ingredients. Oh, I love that. What's the enriched flour thing? Well, here's the deal. If you look at, at, at where we get our calories from, where we get that belly fat from that's yeah. driving all the healthcare expenses that people are fighting about in Washington, forget about what's going on in Washington. It doesn't matter which of those programs you're selected. None will work if we don't transfer the, the our conversation from healthcare finance to the care of health. And we're only going to win that battle in our kitchens, in our living rooms, in our bedrooms. So if you want to make the, 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 your life better, you got to make the difficult decisions in these places you shop. So when you go shopping for food, you look in the back and you say, okay, what are the ingredients in there that I know aren't good for me? The problem with enriched flour is why would they enrich flour? 
I mean, what's going on here? Why do you have to add stuff to something that's natural? They enrich it because they first stripped out all the good stuff. Then they okay. put back a couple of chemicals into it. Same goes for high fructose corn syrup, which is where most young people especially get their empty calories from. And here's the problem. Your brain says, okay, you know, I got the fact that you gave me calories, but where are the nutrients? It's schizophrenic. And so it, it says, if I didn't get my nutrients, I'm going to keep eating. So if you have foods that have high fructose corn syrup in them or have enriched flour, simple white foods, you know, the rices, the pastas, then you will naturally eat more because you're not, you got to nudge the biology of blubber in the right direction to lose the weight that you got on board. Is the better thing now, though, because uh, these days I, I eat, uh, even though I don't, I'm not a big salad fan, I eat salads all the time. Love it. I mean, like, <laughs> leafy green vegetables, all that crap. Uh, if I have a, a, a like a, a burger, I have a lean burger, and I have it with just like half the bun. I'm not eating a lot of bread or pasta these days. Yeah. And it, it, is the, the 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 voodoo that we've heard about pasta and bread correct? That you really should absolutely correct. One bit of advice I tell you it works every single time. If you cut the simple carbs out, you will lose weight and you will feel better. And you mentioned crap earlier. Yeah. Just in passing. <laughs> yeah. You know the other problem, of course, with the white food is that you, when you go to the to the bathroom like a bombardier. You know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. But you want to you want to get a nice big S shaped poop that hits the like a Greg Luganis died. So, yeah, right? I like that. And that's all going to happen if you're having those leafy green vegetables, a high fiber breakfast, the stuff that your mom told you to do. And guess what? She's right, and it's not that much of a penalty shot. And I and I, I curse her for it because she was right. And I, when I eat a salad, I won't I won't eat it with dressing because I'm like, well, I don't. If I'm going to blow those calories, it'll be on something that I like. But you're right, Preston. You were noticing the other Dude, day. I, you ate salad when, when and you, you it was it was like it was like a, an air raid on Berlin before I was going to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, before I was going to Hawaii, a, a couple weeks I wanted to kind of trim down a little bit, so I mainly ate. Salad. Salad and I tell you what, I had great poops. I, yeah. had, I had really wonderful, easy little wipage. It was great. <laughs> I enjoyed. You're it. a doctor. We can talk about that. Oh, yeah, he doctor. talks about it all the time. Yeah, and that's right. Okay, yeah. We talk. We have this whole section at the end of the Doctor Our Show called the embarrassing questions. And the reason I have it is because I want folks to talk about things they haven't mentioned since they were five years of age, and their mom told them something, and maybe got it right, maybe they didn't. And the fact of the matter is, if you're brave enough to ask the embarrassing questions, there are a million people out there who have the exact same question who can benefit. Well, and sometimes you, the answers are life saving. You're right. I, I'm sorry. Uh, to, to jump in here quickly, but that is part of the big deal is people go to the doctor, but they'll just say the one thing that's happening, the one symptom. Yeah. They won't add the other information, and I, and I had to get good at that. I did too. About about probably six or seven years ago, I started just being completely one hundred percent. Here's open, everything. Open with my doctor. Right. Everything you need to know. My dad has always said, "Look, in the end, all you have is your health, and that's the that's truth. Right. And you've got it. You got to share this information with people who know what they're talking about." Almost to the point of being hypochondriacal, because you you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because it's it's because you might as well throw it out there. Well, do, do you prefer someone who comes in and lays out the laundry list, or one who's someone? If, you obviously don't want them to be restricted the, in the information. But the big me. story is just to follow up on that. Yeah. You got to be the world expert in your body because no one else is going to do it for you. Right. And the reason that I go to women a lot in this issue, that's why I'm so honored your mom is here, uh, Kathy, <laughs> is that is that at the end of the day, the women are the army, right? They're, they're, they're taking care of their husbands, their their fathers, their sons, and so they be, make the conversation happen. Right. If we don't give them a little testosterone in the message, it's called nagging. Right, yeah, true. <laughs> I read a study uh, or heard about it a few years ago that said that part of the problem with uh, Americans gaining so much weight and, and really becoming obese is that even little um, exercises have gone away. Like when you think about it when you're in the car, you don't even turn the knob to change the radio anymore. You don't roll down the window. It's tiny little things that used to burn calories that we don't do anymore that we've really just gotten away from. So it's not even like intense exercise programs. It's tiny little things. Do you have any like little, I, I've heard like just honestly like tapping your fingers or, or tapping your toes to Nick, music? Nick is a, is a triathlete. And here's why I ask, because uh, over the last year I've gained weight and, and it's uh, caused some health problems for me. And I'm trying to find simple things along with better diet and an exercise so to help. A couple little tricks, Nick, and that's an excellent point. By the way, ask, you know, ask yourselves right now, if you're driving along, did you walk to school when you were a kid? 
Sixty percent of sixty percent of people who are around age fifty walk to school. Only about ten percent of kids can. So we've made it hard to do the right thing. We got to make it easy to do what you want to do in life that brings health to you. So how do you fidget better? Which, by the way, is a wonderful way of losing weight. People who get up to go to the next guy's desk, they're the thin person. Person who never gets up from the chair, they naturally put weight on. We don't even recognize wasting those calories. But the best tool for you guys, because you're all sitting around here having a party, is, is posture. When you have good posture with a string pulling you up in the back of your head a little bit and you pull your belly in and tuck your, your glutes, pretend like you're about to go to the bathroom and stop the urination flow, you know, that, right, that right. kind of stuff. That's the way that. Kathy always right. is. Exactly. <laughs> I, I want to ask you something about posture because it's something that I, I, I don't have good posture, but I, and I never have. And I think it, like I, when I went to church, I was never able to kneel, um, you know, properly, right. like up straight because it always hurt my back. Good posture hurts my back. No, but what, try to stand tall without appropriate core muscles hurt your back. Mm -hmm. So your body is like a sling that's completely wound around. And if your belly and your back muscles don't match each other, if your core muscles aren't strong, when you try to stand upright, you're actually putting too much tension on your spine. So the next time you try to, you know, prayer in church that's or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or stand tall, you got to tense your buttocks up a little bit. And that takes all the pressure off the back of the spine. But that also uses up energy. And here's the deal. If you have core muscles that are strong, it's like a metabolic furnace chewing through calories. And that at the end of the day, is what most folks don't pay attention to. All right, be better exercise uh, between running, jogging, and walking. What's what's better in the long run? So I went around the world. I looked right. at places where people lived the longest, uh, Costa Rica, Sardinia, Okinawa. Right? These are places where people live to age 100, four times more than in Philadelphia. So these folks have figured it out. And what they do, all of them, is daily arduous physical activity, which means when you walk, you walk fast and right. often carrying something. Running is a problem for most folks because they can't do it their whole life. But remember, you're as fit at 60 as when you're 17. That date is pretty clear as long as you stay in shape. That, that your peak performance is at 27. But if you're not you know, pounding weights, that you can actually run, jog, do whatever you want to do as long as your, your gait is correct. Right. So, so what you really want to be able to do every single day is, is break a sweat if you can, a little bit. And then you want to walk is, is your main exercise. And you got to do a little bit of bodybuilding work. And the reason for that is you want that core muscle strength. So what do you say to people who run marathons and stuff like that? They're idiots. No. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, mean, I run marathons. I like the experience. Uh, it's not right for my body. I would better off to try as a triathlete. But, <laughs> but, I'll give you some tips. Uh, get some water. Uh, and I played football in college. I love, I love sports. But the problem with most people who run long distances is they have a very subtle abnormality in their gait. It's, it's not noticeable to, to, to the naked eye unless you're skilled looking at it. But when you have a little bit of an angulation in your hips or your knees or whatever, and you do it you know, a couple hundred times uh, a day because you're a jogger or you're running marathons, then it adds up and eventually causes orthopedic problems. You're exacerbating right. a problem that may not be readily apparent at the beginning. Exactly. And I've actually started running barefooted a little bit because if you really? use your arches as springs... And uh, if you look at uh, you know the the, ter ter the Tarahumana Indians in, in Mexico, for example, these there's people, a book about this, right? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I just I, saw this. I had McDougal on, on my show, yeah. and uh, you know it's a great, great book, and he's a great guest, by the way, for, for you guys. But he, if you they they run with smaller gates, they don't use running sneakers, sneakers because with a running sneaker you basically take a walk stride and make it into a run stride. Yeah. They take you know three steps a second, and their their feet are like little uh, stinkies going up and down, up and down, springing back up, uh, so it takes the pressure off the knee and the arch. Wow! And that actually allows these people to run into their 80s. And when I say run, I'm talking about running 10, 12 miles a day into their 80s. Wow. On bare feet. On bare feet. On bare feet. 
Quick question. There, there are these these shoes that I've seen. I think Nike puts them out that that have a um, sort of a rounded bottom. I have them. They're great. Are they, are they cool? Because yeah. I was thinking of getting a pair, and they're supposed to really really help with um, uh, like uh, your, your your posture. And and would they, would they be good like a, like a good jogging or hiking no, shoe? No, I wouldn't jog in those. I actually yeah. use those for the operating room. Okay. If you're standing a lot. You ha you can't sit in your heel, so you have to keep balancing a little bit. But there's another set of shoes uh, uh, that that actually serve as a second skin for your foot. So very thin, right. no, so it allows your foot to naturally go where it wants to go when you're running around. Those are great because you don't step on pebbles and hurt yourself or right. cut your feet, but they allow you to do the exercise without, without being stuck in this sort of boat-like shoes that some, some of us run in. Hmm. So you do all of this, you do all the, the TV work, and you still go into the operating room and do heart surgery? Every Thursday, usually I do heart surgery. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Me I, too. I, yeah. <laughs> I love heart surgery. It was always my calling. And I, mean, I went to med school here, as I mentioned, and when I first started seeing all the different kinds of things I could be as a doctor, when I walked into the heart room, I saw this python-like, you know, the structure in the body. You know, you, cr you crack the chest open, and you see the back of the heart, and it looks like a snake, and quivering at you, and you, you're petrified by it. But you eventually learn to embrace the monster, to make peace with it, to learn to cajole it and coax it. And I would never want to ever give that up. And I love looking people in the eyes and say, "I'm here for you. We're going to do this together." And that gives me chi. That gives me energy. Right. And although right. I love the show, and it gives me, as you guys do it here, it's a lot of fun. You, you know, when you're done, people say, "Aren't you tired?" You know, it's done the exact opposite. It's giving you energy. There is nothing like doing heart surgery. It's beyond my uh, mental yeah. grasp. I mean, uh, my dad called me the other day to let me know that he just found out that they, he has 100% blockage in one of his arteries, and uh, he said that. To, you know, a few years back, they would have cracked open his chest yep. and gone in and, yep. and, and done some work on it. But now through medication, they're concentrating on the other two and making sure that those are clear and free. And uh, he, they, they got him. I forgot what the medication is, is but he said it can. Uh, propofol. It's not propofol. <laughs> kill Michael Jackson. No, but uh, it, he said it, it can be a little bit dangerous. But uh, but he's been taking it for about a month now and finally feels like a human being. Well, again. if I can give you one bit of advice for your dad and many others who are out there listening, you absolutely can reverse heart disease. Mm -hmm. But don't think about it the way you think about taking the blockage out of, a, of the plumbing in your house. That's not how it works. What you want to be able to do is change the fluid, the corrosive fluid that's coursing through your arteries and rusting out the insides of those tubes. If you do that, the body will naturally fix what's going on inside of them. Too often in America, we want the quick fix solution. We, we want what I do, which is heart surgery or a stent or something. And that's a mechanical solution to a chemical problem. If you fix the chemistry of what's going on in your blood, you're going to be way ahead of, of the schedule. That's going to be true in all the major chronic illnesses. And my dad told me that cardiologists are uh, in uh, a couple different categories. They're plumbers or electricians, exactly. right? Exactly, yes. It's and, very true. And it has to do with... Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, and that's <laughs> That's how they amazing. categorize them, yeah. My plumber's a cardiologist. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> He's just not a good one. No, I have a question that uh, my mom wants me to ask you, but... Uh what do you say? We've heard you say that, that you peak um, women, I guess, their childbearing years are in their 20s. So what do you say to women who are over 30 and still haven't had any kids? Well, Mom, you're right. You get going. Here's the issue. And I, I, I don't skirt around this topic. By the way, in medicine, when we don't tell people the truth, they die. Yeah. So culturally. Same in radio. Same in radio. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's choking. Good Lord, there are a lot of dead yeah. people. Is there a doctor here? That's right. Yeah. But, so uh, your peak time of making a child is in the 20s because it's a time when your chemistry is the best suited that that you know incredible uh, mixture of different uh, sounds that have to come from your hormones in order to make a child and so if one of those falls out of whack because as you're getting older your hormones aren't quite as reliable it becomes a cacophony instead of a symphony uh, of hormones and so for most women they should at least think about the benefit of having a child before the age of 35 once you pass the age of 35 the complications for both the child and the mom start to increase not a lot 
but they begin to increase enough that we start to see a lot of folks having to go get fertility treatments. So I think we should set up a marriage counseling setup. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, what well, do you she's, think about she's got the, a couple years. What do you think about the fertility treatments, though? Fertility treatments are very effective, but they are expensive, mm-hmm. and there are complications like having eight children at once. Right. What? So where do you st- where do you stand on on something like that? I mean, oh, that was where, where yep. you're you're you're. Yeah. That's did, that's I, excessive. I did an Oprah show on this. It, it was that's an embarrassment for me as a physician. You know, we, you know, we have a civic responsibility to speak out on these topics, and we don't do it enough. Uh, that that fellow is going to lose his license. But you have an obligation as a doctor to to not do what your patient tells you to do, but to sort of get them to see the light, so they understand what's right. important for them to do. And they can't force them. But in this setting in particular, I would have actually decided, I would have fired the patient. I would have said, God, you know, I've explained what I've got to do. I'm going to offer you some other choices, but it is not fair to the children that you're bearing to have eight at once because those kids, some of them, are going to have permanent birth defects mm-hmm. that, they, that will, they will carry yeah. through their life. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's not about her. It's about them. And that's a form of child abuse to me. Uh, wow. uh, quickly, you mentioned hormones, and I know that there's a big thing catching on now. I, I guess it's starting to hit us right about hormone replacement therapies and things of that nature I, I guess it's the science of of uh youth of maintaining your youth yeah. uh, is is there a point to that is is there in fact something um, uh, when done right it's essential let me give you a couple examples a lot of the women out there listening uh, who are in their 40s early 40s are already starting to see reduction in progesterone progesterone is not estrogen but it goes along with it and when you're pregnant your progesterone goes skyrocketing high why because it bathes your brain in a volume like substance that allows you to stay calm in the face of this big belly growth that's right. Right, yeah. affecting your life. When you lose the progesterone in your 40s, you start, you lose that volume-like effect. So the small things you used to overlook, the, the little slights, the things that have always bothered you, now become a big issue for you because you're no longer able to block it out chemically. So women actually become much more irritable as they get older for that reason. And as those hormonal shifts continue, they begin to develop a male mind. Is it possible that someone has been born without that completely? Yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, Kathy. <laughs> so, and for guys, you know, your testosterone level drops probably eighty percent from age twenty to sixty. So, is that what DHEA? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. DHEA is a is a pre, is the mother of all hormones. It's a precursor. Now, I wouldn't go out and take that unless right. you actually check your levels. But for folks out there who feel like they have no energy at all. You know, if you're part of the fa- of the generation of people who are suffering a sexual famine, right? Yeah, because, you know, because there's nothing going on anymore. You know, if you lost intimacy with the people you love, you don't actually want to do it anymore. You definitely got to check out the hormones, not just the sex hormones, by the way, but also t- uh, thyroid hormone, which is the number one hormone problem that folks have. Another question associated with that: uh, uh, vitamins. Yeah. I know sometimes, and we hear about it, people take excessive amounts of vitamins. Is it? I mean, but but I've also heard the argument that in our regular food, we we. Uh, we can't enough. get all that we need from our regular food. If you, here's my rule of thumb on food. Yeah. Eat food that came out of the ground looking the way it looks when you eat it. Simple rule, right? Very effective. Now, for a lot of Americans, that's hard. Yeah. And we actually did a little survey. Realage.com is a site that allows you to aid you to figure out how your body thinks you're aging. Right. Simple technique that looks at your lifestyle. So a buddy of mine created that. So we look at their database. Only 1% of Americans eat the foods they need to eat to have the right nutrients. So 99% of us need to take vitamins, but I wouldn't take a bunch of them. I take a multivitamin, simple yes. plan, three things. A multivitamin, a little bit of extra vitamin D, especially in Philly, you're not going to get enough D in the wintertime because D comes from yep. the sun. Right. So a little bit extra D with calcium and magnesium, those go together. you got to take the calcium with the magnesium or you'll get constipated from the calcium. Right. Mm. And the third pill, the most important, is a DHA omega-3. Why? Omega-3 fats are the fats you get in fish oils, sardines, they're in walnuts, flaxseed. 60% of your brain is fat. We're all fatheads. 
I, su- I suspected as much. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. <laughs> and the problem, of course, is that if you're not getting fat into your brain, it loses that plasticity it needs to be able to cope with the world around it. You can't cope with stress for that reason, and you're not as smart. Okay. Huh. Kids will actually be smart. And we actually, the studies have been done. Infant formula in America has to have, by law, omega-3 fats because the kids aren't as bright if they don't get it. Now, the mother's milk always has it, but if the mother's depressed after pregnancy, the main reason they're depressed is their omega-3 levels are low because the kid took it from the mom to put it in their brain. So omega-3s become the third pill. So a multivitamin, cheap, uh, extra D with calcium, magnesium, and a DHA omega-3s, and that combination will cost you a buck a day. So anybody out there can afford a dollar a day. Yeah. You know, I... I uh I dig you because you get off on this stuff. I mean, this is like really cool for you, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and whenever I've seen you on Oprah, like I've seen you with like hearts in your hand, you know. And it was like ripped right like, out of audience. No, members. but it's almost like you're holding your firstborn baby, and yeah. and and you'll you know you were showing people this is what your heart looks like. You were taking like obese people, and you were showing people like a layer of fat that was that was over right. the momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it, it's so really- your passion is what uh, you find. Appealing about Doctor Oz, yeah, his passion, absolutely. Yeah. But I want it like you stay on it. You know, you, you graduated from medical school in in 1980, but that doesn't mean that you stopped learning. You yeah. know, and 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 how different is medicine now, 20 years later or 21 years later, well, or whatever. Think, when I started medical school, it was my first year. I remember it was the fall of '82. Okay, oh, there was 30. a great Melly Mel tune out that year, by the way. And uh, I work with him a lot now. So is I'm that what inspired you to become a doctor? Exactly. <laughs> I thought if you can make music, I can be a doctor. But I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. First day of class, a very well known doc, you know, in, within the medical field, said it was a big auditorium. It's like the paper chase, right? Huge auditorium right. at Penn, uh, right next to the, the hop, the hospital. And he said half of what we're going to teach you this year will be proven wrong by the time you guys finish your careers. Wow. So I said to myself, if I only oh. knew which half. Yes, yeah. 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 you could save so much time. <laughs> where, where was that? I, I think it was um, Hurricane Katrina. You went out to, to help, yeah. right? And Kathy there was, that's right. I know, there was a little boy that you saved an infant. Yeah. And is he's, he's now however old he is. And you got to meet him. Was that so was I had my Hurricane Katrina? So I had my finale show. Uh, in May with Oprah. Because, you know, she, Oprah said uh, for a long time that she thought I should go out and do a show. And she would sponsor me. She'd support me. In, in the television business, you got to have someone like Oprah who's going to get behind you, yeah. teach you, educate you, and, and at least grease the skids a little bit. So I, I assume she had to take out a loan or something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's tough. Yeah. So uh, the finale show was the only show that they, they I wasn't allowed to see anything about what we were going to do, except for the first one. The first show I d- ever did, I got a bucket of organs I took it to the airport because I was going to show the organs on the show. I felt like Def, you know Jeffrey Dahmer. Took it through there, and that show also we sort of did ad lib. I just pulled the organs out and showed what was going on. But the last show was the one that was mo- the most for me uh, uh, mo- emotional time in my life as I looked at what all these people on this big screen she'd created, who all said they had seen the show and it had changed their lives. So. Th- Throughout my entire career at Oprah, when I was in Katrina, which was a big, big hurricane, I'd always wondered what happened to this little boy. Because when I got to Katrina, this, they, were, they were airlifting people out of there. There was sure. a kid who was dying because right. he was dehydrated. And so I, I, I had a little bit of Gatorade or some kind of sugar drink that a friend of mine had. So I took it and I put, the, I put my finger, wet it, and put it in his mouth to give him some sugar because the kid was out of it because his glucose levels were so low. His mom was incarcerated. As is often was the case with folks in, in, in New Orleans, there was always something wrong in the family. That's why they hadn't gotten out. That's the people who were left behind. So mm-hmm. I put the kid in a helicopter. I never saw him again. I couldn't find him. He didn't have a name. He didn't have a mom. So, you know, his aunt was taking care of him. Oprah found the kid. Wow. wow. And on that last show, 
uh, you know, of course, I didn't expect to have found it. I, yeah. I, I was looking for a long time. Uh, they brought the kid on. Of course, he punched me. He did. He did. He hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Gatorade. Um, all right. Well, uh, two things. We have two uh, semi-medical oddities here uh, in our yeah. in our studios, and uh, we're going to do an examination, Doctor Eyes. I hope you don't mind. Please, we want to see if you've ever seen a uvula as big as Nick's before. <laughs> so go over there, Nick. So, you just, can... just for everybody out there, the uvula is in the rectum. <laughs> Wrecked them, Jordan and killed them. <laughs> it's one of our favorite jokes, brother. See, see if he has a, a larger. You, you want a sharpie as a tongue depressor? I can give you that. There you go. All right. All it's, right. Apparently, it's an ungodly big uvula. <laughs> this is really happening. What's, what's going on in there? Well, so I went in for a sleep study about yeah. a month ago, and they said that uh, A, you've gained weight, uh, B, your parents have a history of sleep apnea. And uh, C, you have a large uvula. So your uvula, the uvula is a little thing in the back of your throat that's hanging down. The punching like, bag. Like a, like a punching bag yeah. in the back of the mouth. Mm -hmm. you, you have a, a very arched area of tissue that goes to the uvula. So the uvula itself isn't as large as a lot of people's, but the tissue around it is much fuller. So that will collapse when you fall asleep as your muscles relax and you'll sound like a kazoo. Yeah. So uh, it's important for someone like you to stay super thin or else you will quickly oh, crap, develop sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here, 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 listen to some of the sounds. Like, he'll be talking, and this is a sound that he made just while speaking. Yeah. That's not his tongue. That's, that's, not, just, that's something could, yeah. in the back of his throat. The, the yeah. uvula is literally like a, you know, like a little pop, uh, you know, a pop gun. Yeah. Like, like, that's that closes it. off the airway. Exactly it's a recent it development, too. I mean, this, you know, I've yeah. been doing the show for five years, and all of these sounds that these guys have, yeah. all within the last year. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of them, actually, that we have. They're yeah. really, really gross. <laughs> the other, yeah. Here's another one. Him saying, yeah, but he... Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's that not. <laughs> that's not. A so, do you think it is from his uvula? Uh, it, it could, for you, it could be. And, and, and there, the there's actually a procedure that that is done to just trim a little bit of that extra tissue that's sort of soft and flapping down. I've okay. heard the two different procedures are, are possible. One is uh, that one, and then the other one is just complete. You, you can have it removed, uh, but that procedure is um, painful and, and a long recovery. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I'd remove the whole thing. Okay, I would probably trim that tissue down on the side, and that's that can be done, but without a lot of risk. Thank you, Doctor. And by the way, for a lot of folks out there, sleep apnea, which is a big, big problem in America. If you know, if your loved one's snoring and they're going like this, yeah, like right. that, right? That that means they've got sleep apnea because they're you know it's like a, a series of end you know car head-on collisions right. all night long as you wake up a couple hundred times. When you don't sleep, you don't reboot your brain. It you know it wreaks havoc with your sex life. It's bad but, all the way around. Way, but it also causes heart disease. So yeah. that's probably that for a lot of folks who are having issues, they sometimes need to be at least seen by an ENT doc who can make the same diagnosis you've got. Okay. Okay. Can I give you a hug now? <laughs> oh yeah. And, and then, uh, and then he got then, picked up by Fabio too. And then the other one. <laughs> We have uh, Casey's uh, mystery armpit bump. All right. That's not a mystery. Well, all right, let's, 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 let's explain to Dr. Osteri he has a little bit of the case history here. Yeah, Casey thinks that uh, he has this recurring, uh, I don't know what it is, a little miniature it's boil or something like that. It's sweat gland that I think gets clogged yeah, with deodorant. Let, let me see. So he thinks that when he squeezes it, deodorant comes well, out Casey's of it. walking over here, a couple things. Deo deodorants I'm okay with in general because I don't yeah. mind people smelling good. Yeah. But antiperspirants I don't like to use too much. Because so okay. just regular deodorant? Yeah, re regular deodorant oh. without the antiperspirant. The antiperspirant has... Uh, Always has some aluminum. Uh, oh yeah, right, yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. That is a that, that is a sebaceous cyst. That's yeah. a sebaceous it's cyst. Yes. That yeah. is from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. is it going to kill yeah, me though? Yeah, no, it's not going to kill you. Um, if it's if it has gotten infected a couple times. 
No, it just gets filled up and then I milk it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, it's a, a sebaceous cyst. Yeah. It's easy to take out. It's a local procedure. If it, if it's getting bothersome for you or it's painful at all, then take it out. Otherwise, leave it be. Yeah, there you dangerous. go. So, and, 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 and there you go. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, I never really felt. Ask bad. him about your polyp. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I first felt it, I was like, "Oh my god, I got armpit cancer." Right. And yeah. uh, and then I went and and they said it wasn't anything big, so I I just milk it all from right, time can, to can time. Casey, turn and cough, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty unhealthy. So can we talk for a little bit? <laughs> no, but every time you're on Oprah, my wife would DVR the episode, so I would watch it because I'm, you know, I live a pretty unhealthy lifestyle. I eat lots of sweets, smoke cigarettes, do so whatever, you know. This is her trying to say, "Honey, you need to." She doesn't want me to diet. Getting 40. it together, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, see yeah. I, I would never, I would never tell anybody to stop smoking. Yeah, because they already know they need to. And you're just wasting your time. More importantly, you're taking people who often have low self-esteem because they know that they're out of control. Mm -hmm. And you're just bashing them down more. Instead, you take someone who's addicted to anything. You look at them in the eyes and say, I'm here for you. I love you. All I want you to do is love yourself as much as I do. Yeah. And that's let it go. And yeah. eventually, they'll wander around. The reason I showed the organs was to get out of having to tell people to stop smoking and all the other crazy things they do. Because I figured, you know what? If I show you what the real body organ looks like under the smoker, yeah. you'll figure it out yourself. What it's are your thoughts on Shantix, though? Because I, I had uh, recently stopped for about seven weeks. I actually had a couple of cigarettes in the last two days yeah. or so. I, I, I like Shantix. Uh, I tend to use nicotine patches with Wellbutrin more. Nicotine obviously helps with the chemical addiction. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Wellbutrin helps with the depression that often is, is you know, the craving that goes along with it. But here's a question for all the smokers out there. Uh, if you have to smoke within an hour of getting up, Mm -hmm. then you're chemically addicted. You have to do it with nicotine. The chance of succeeding is less than 5% if you don't. If you don't have to smoke when you first get up, you're not really chemically addicted as much. You're more of a social drinker, uh, smoker. So there's some trigger, huh. like going to a bar, that reminds you. And remember, the, the, the most brilliant way of getting someone addicted is to give them something tactile to do. The ability of tapping the cigarette, putting it in your lips, all that, those iconic gestures are incredibly powerful. And for the smokers out there, remember, the cigarette companies are still coming after you. They're just mm -hmm. doing it in different ways. So you know what the most popular advertisement in the world is right now? Movies. Well, movies for sure, but although I've talked to the Movie Association of America, I mean, they're actually on board with this. They're, they're making, they're making most movies where you smoke R-rated automatically. Right, right, right. Wow. But, but, uh, if you know those Formula One racing cars? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right in front of the car, it's the, it's the, it's the Marlboro red color. Yeah. Which is reminding yeah. And they the Penske put, team, yeah. And the front of them, they put these little, they look like barcodes, but mm -hmm. when they're moving in the car, that powerful testosterone driven red dumped engine car, they look like cigarettes being poured out of a pack. No, yeah. that's wild. And, and so you, it's actually very smart because uh, there's no point advertising because when it says warning, do not smoke, all it's doing is reminding you to smoke. That's why those warnings don't really work. So we have wow. to be sophisticated in understanding how the human mind processes information before you go out and try to change things. And if you don't have pride in yourself, if you don't have self-esteem, if you don't realize that only you can be the world expert, it doesn't matter what we try to tell you. Do you think Dr. Oz would recommend my, uh, uh, <laughs> my yeah, way President had a rather unorthodox system. My quitting smoking. I, I smoked since I was you know like 15, and I quit about seven years ago. And uh, I did it because I realized that uh, my weakest moment uh, was when I was drinking alcohol. Yes. And then I would smoke a pack of cigarettes in like two hours. It was just chain smoking while drinking at the same time. So I decided to take my weakest moment and force myself not to smoke during that. So I went on like a 10-day bender and just got hammered every night. And I drank different kinds of alcohol every night. And I forced myself not to smoke. I did it at home. And I forced myself not to smoke while drinking. Never touched another cigarette yeah, you know, since You know who you ought to have on who does the same kind of work is Tony Robbins. Yeah. Good, good friend. Well, what Tony does to get people to stop smoking is he forces you to smoke. Yeah. He shoves it down your throat. He actually threatens you. You know, Tony's probably 6'6", six, six, big, strong guy. Yeah. He forces it in your mouth. 
And after a while, you're so repulsed by cigarettes, you won't smoke anymore. But you know what? You, you, you monitor on something here. We have to take the triggers that force us to do bad things and make them triggers for good things. Okay. So simple little nudges that you make, and you did one beautifully by forcing yourself to drink and. Thumbs up, man. Wow. Thumbs up. On that note, can you get a hold of another liver for him by any chance? I'm already looking. Doctor, I'm going to ask you when appearing on the Oprah show, whose idea was it for you to show up in scrubs? Uh, the first day I actually went on the show, as I mentioned, I had organs. I had mm -hmm. to wear scrubs because I want to mess up my clothes. Okay. And then what they noticed, and we talked about iconic gestures and like, it, well, the way for me to signal, the way for Oprah to signal that I was on the show was it to wear my scrubs. Because I wasn't just a guy in a suit walking on the show talking about stuff. If I had the scrubs on, it was me. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to recognize me. All you do is recognize the scrubs. Even on Dr. Oz's show, she, you know, we were talking about this. She said, you know what? Why don't you start off wearing a, uh, a shirt? Without a tie. The problem with ties, by the way, for me, is they, and I'm wearing one today because I'm doing television, but uh, for a lot of people, the only time you see someone with a tie is when they're getting sued by them. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, right, so uh. it's like, it doesn't actually provide that open gesture that you want to give to a lot of Americans who desperately want to find out about their bodies. So I try to remove the distance. So that's why I dress casually usually in the show. But the scrubs dem demonstrate that I'm going to do something that might not be the norm. So I'm going to show organs. So if you've got a problem with it, and a lot of Americans, what they do is they close their hands over their eyes and then they just peek through. Yeah. That's what they really do. But I want to give you a warning so you're not caught off guard because the most important thing that I have for the audience, the most important thing Oprah gave me was trust. So as many ways as I can to signal you without saying the words about what I'm about to do to warn you to be a good host uh, makes it easier for you to trust me and what I'm saying on the show as Are well. you digging doing the show? I mean, oh, is, it, I is it, it everything you wanted it to be? Yeah, I'm at 30 yeah. Rock, right across from, uh, I'm actually in Conan's studio. Oh, are you? Yeah, the old Conan yeah, studio. And actually, I, I did Letterman this week. Not yesterday, thankfully. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> a little awkward. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it was his old studio. So I, I brought back some of the paraphernalia he, he'd forgotten there. Oh, but, that's but, cool. But uh, Jimmy Fallon's right across the hall. So Jimmy comes, actually in tomorrow's show, today's show, today's show, I'm on, I'm on three, by the way, on CBS in Philly. Yep, okay. So uh, in a few, few minutes, you'll find Jimmy Fallon broke into my studio during a show taping and dominated the show. You'll find out why. Very cool. <laughs> awesome. It's on in about 10 minutes, by the way, just to let you I know. I better get going. Yeah. <laughs> Do you... Uh, do you get tired of people asking medical advice? No. Because it's got to happen all the time. I mean, it, when you're it, not working, you know? It, it does happen, but listen, there are a couple of ways that, they can, that people can come to you. They can come, hey, can I, can I get an autograph or a picture? I don't mind doing that, but they're, they're not taking advantage of what I might be able to do to help them. I was... Do you hate when they come to you and say, hey, can I get an x-ray? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but if they come to me and they say, you know, what's this in the back of my throat or is this yeah. thing under my arm? Or, you know, it takes me, what, 15 seconds to figure it out? Sure. Yeah. I was mentored by people who gave their whole lives to the practice of medicine. And the healing art that it represents is something that we that I've been blessed with because people taught it to me. Right. It's my job to pass it on. And I actually don't mind those questions at all. Does anybody ever say, Doc, it hurts when I do this? Yeah, yes, that's very common. And then you I, fire I, back no, with, "Don't do it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, we, we have to. We got to pitch him on yes, our ice yes. cream. I know you're you're all health. Oh, and, let me see it. And yeah. wonderful and all this, but we want this is our ice cream. It's a bestseller in Philadelphia. It's been selling the, the tops for years now, and we want it to be one of Oprah's favorite things. It's called Gadzooks, yeah. and then we have the the vanilla version, which Gadzooks is Gadzooks Blanc. Blanc. You're the closest we've ever gotten to Oprah. Yes, right. and we want her to give this away for for Oprah's. We know that if she tastes it, she'll love. It. It's it's huge in Philly. And, and by the way, uh, even though ice cream is not the best food for you to eat, it is all natural ingredients in there. Bassett's is like high quality right. stuff. It's there's no fructose corn syrup in there. And we have it on good authority that it's the uh, absolute favorite ice cream of the first family. Yeah. So, so, uh, yes, and I when it grew it. from the ground, that's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> that's right. Yep. From the Gadzooks tree. <laughs> yep. Nice, Casey. It's true. <laughs> oh, I love it. Is it made in Philly? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. And then no trans fats. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we See, we told you. Take it to Oprah. How can we get some of that to you?
Uh, you know what? If you, I'll give you the address at, uh, in Chicago. All right. Because uh, Oprah comes by once in a while to audit. She wants to know where the money's going, she says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's better if I send it right to her in Chicago. I'll give you the office address. All right. We'll do that. Right. We'd appreciate it. Correct, sir. All right. Well, yes. Yeah, CBS 3, 9 a.m. weekdays is uh, where you're going to see Dr. Oz's new show. And uh, wow, it's been, we, we could talk to you for hours, honestly. But Listen, uh, I, I, it is, it, uh, this is a station I, I grew up listening to. It's great to be back. Do you cool. uh, do you remember Pierre Robert? On, of course. Uh, yeah. Well, he'll yeah. be here in a little while. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So he comes on after us. So, <laughs> well, uh, welcome back to the area, and Thank uh, thanks so much for coming in. We appreciate it. It's Doctor Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Oz. Wow. Now more with Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. We have a new lovely young lady on the Bud Light Hot Cam joining Kristen, who's already there. That's Diana. Diana, oh, gorgeous, long legged, long blonde hair, beautiful young lady. So uh, WMMR.com. Oh, and John Belaris is coming. Yeah. You hey. forgot to do the weather. Traffic and weather go together. We'll do that. <laughs> and I like John uh, is rocking the Mo Howard haircut today. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you do have a different dude. Yeah, a little bedhead. Bedhead, yeah. really? Yeah, it's wonderful. Get up this morning. Right, I listen, like the bangs. Listen, we're going to have uh, John Ratzenberger on in a minute. So quickly, uh, he, he's going to join us in about five minutes. So I want to recap some of the show last night. Steel Panther oh, at the Note in Westchester. Loved it. Damn it, that was a good time. And these guys, I mean, you know, we've played the song um, uh, Community Property, and the, the lyrics are funny as hell. And this song, Death to All But Metal, it's all a tongue-in-cheek joke about that glam metal era that happened in rock music, of which I was, I was waist-deep in that crap and had a blast playing in a band that played all that kinds of stuff. But not just lyrically in the music. These guys on stage were so goddamn funny. They were. I mean, the banter, the, the stuff that they were talking about during the show <laughs> was laugh out loud funny. They were just playing the part yeah. of oh, yeah. the pompous rock star. I'm going to have sex with Groupies, you tonight, Groupies, yeah, what baby. I'm going to do to you, yeah. Groupies and all this. Oh, my the, God. The bassist is holding a mirror all the time. In between yeah. every song, he picked up a mirror, <laughs> would sit there and just look at him and, and primp his hair. And, oh, man, it was awesome. Awesome. But all the while, they are top-notch musicians, yeah. singers, you know, yeah. and that's the funny thing. I'm, I, I went with my friend Rick last night, and he he's a guitarist. He's been playing for years. He's really good, and he was just blown away with how good they were on yeah. top of how funny they were. Yeah, Satchel, the guitarist, can shred, man. Oh, man. He um he did this guitar solo where it was a it was an embellished version of, of Eruption. So yeah. it was Eruption, but, you know, with his own little flares in there, and then sticks it in you, the, the uh, drummer. He gets up from his kit walks backstage and then Satch walks over behind the drum kit and starts playing the bass drum and and doing the guitar at the same exact time yeah. and, and funny but and still funny. good Damn good. Yeah. Yeah. It's what what I loved is that the, the place was packed. Everyone went nuts. Everyone knew all the songs. They yep. obviously researched the band. There were a lot of hardcore fans there. Uh, Bam was there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's his, it's his club, but he's a huge fan, obviously, yep. as well. In fact, they were staying... Before the show, they were staying at his house. Oh, I didn't so know that. the whole yeah. day at Bam's house. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, and April and Phil were there. Jimmy, yep. Jimmy Pop from Bloodhound Gang. He and, was? Uh, yep. Yeah, Jimmy oh, yeah. was there. Yeah, he, he, got got one one Coke. he was one of the first people I saw when I walked oh, in cool. the door. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy Pop got on stage uh, and sang with the band. They did him and Ryan Dunn, who was there as well. Mm -hmm. They got on stage and did Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, and that, but that was after April got up on stage, too. And she sang with Jesse, um, you know, from CKY, Bam's brother, was on drums. And they did... Uh, 
they did a cover photograph from uh, Def Leppard. That was my favorite moment of the night. Awesome. And, and Phil Margero was up on stage with them as well. And and uh, Satchel, the guitarist, was kind of joking about how bad it was going to be. And and April nailed it. I mean, she had she has a good singing voice. And uh, uh, Michael Starr, the, the lead singer, was like backing her up and stuff like that. It just was really really funny and good. By the way, and we, I haven't seen, we haven't seen Bam in a little while, and uh, we were backstage with him. He's like, he goes, listen, I got I got to come in. I got to go on a show, man. I got so much stuff to tell you guys. He goes, just for example, yesterday I was banging Missy, and I asked dialed Lindsay Lowen, and I left a twenty minute message of us doing the nasty on her voicemail. <laughs> he hit he hit speed dial on his uh, on oh. his bomb uh, yeah yeah his on, on his cell phone. phone, and it called Lindsay Lowen <laughs> oh while God. he's having sex with his wife, and left the full session on <laughs> on her voicemail. And I go, well, she called you back. He's like, dude, it just happened today, and I and like I I don't know. He goes, he looked at you, me. He goes, of all the people, people. I've, he's got, I've got hundreds of numbers <laughs> on my phone, Man. and it was Lindsay's number that dialed. That phone would be a gold mine because he, yeah. he was cycling through some of the names. He knows it everybody. was ridiculous. Yeah, so he's gonna stop by sometime soon. Oh, but he sees he's got stories aplenty for us. Uh, our good friend Rabbi, music director of WMMR, was integral in getting this whole thing set up. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. He had heard about the band before any of us, and uh, did you stick around for the whole show, Rabbi? I was there for the entire show, hence my voice is out. <laughs> yeah. you, so you were screaming, huh? I was screaming. At the end, they did a great cover of Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart for an encore, Yeah, and it sounded phenomenal. And I mean, the cover they did of Sweet Child of Mine, where Jimmy Pop got on stage, and Ryan Dunn, and yeah. Jesse played the drums, they do some great covers. I know they focused on the album last night. But um, the album stuff is great. Covers. Yeah, you know, it's the, 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 <laughs> they just kept talking about how the album was like number one in every country in the world. <laughs> Three million records <laughs> yeah. sold on every the first day. Every song was number one hit. Yeah, they were dropping f bombs like every <laughs> other every, word. Yeah, and talking about you know women's uh, uh, private parts uh, being you know in a certain saturation state. Yeah, yeah. Was, God, man, it was funny. And I was standing with a group of girls, and they were laughing their asses funny. off at all of this filth that they were. Saying Be- on because it's the it's the act yeah. they they get it and yeah. that's what makes it fun and I'm telling you what like now is the time they're 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 hitting it at the right time too because you look back at that stuff oh, and how yeah. ridiculous it was <laughs> yeah I love it and and love it exactly and and I actually I, I got kind of nostalgic watching them too I wanted to go listen to some Rat and Motley Crue and and uh, some other bands of that ilk. the funniest is definitely like you said the banter between the songs oh, they man. even they even kept on thanking the big. The Bic Razor. Yes. Yes. That's right. Because women now use them to to keep themselves trim. And they had thought that that was worthy of thanking on stage. But it was too damn funny, man. And it was a sold-out show. The other thing that was great was Satchel, the guitarist, when he was imitating, you know, Oral... Did, yeah. you, did you see that? Yeah, no, I that? missed it. On the oh, microphone. On the microphone. Oh, on the microphone. Yeah. He basically inhaled the entire microphone <laughs> and told a very dirty story about uh, him and, and uh, Michael Starr backstage. And, and it just was... And then they were incorporating, you know, a, a girl in the front row who wouldn't come up on stage to take her top off. So he was telling her what she eventually was going to end up doing anyway. <laughs> well, well, the question was that I got a lot, uh, you know, from people emailing. And, you know, I, I, was, uh, I, I tweeted a few pictures and stuff up on the site. Is there ever because their schedule is so clamped down with with the shows they have to do? Is there ever a shot we can get them back for more than just one night? I will try, but they have a, a steady Monday night gig at the Key Club in L.A. and a steady uh, Vegas gig every Friday and, they, and Saturday nights. So. And they do San Diego as well. Yeah, they used to do it on Wednesday nights, yeah. but now because they're uh, doing some more national stuff, 
they um, are a little more flexible with that gig. Yeah, wow. because because a lot of people. I mean, because it it maxes out at about four hundred, four hundred fifty. The note. Yeah, and uh, and so there are a lot more people who wanted to see them. Absolutely. How long did they play till? They played till about eleven ten. I think that's okay. when. But usually they go. They can go all night in L.A. They usually go in at midnight and play to like three a.m. And I left at at two a.m. when I was in L.A. and uh, they were still going strong. Wow, Steve, you're right about them. You know they could easily play bigger gigs, but it was very cool to see them there. Oh, at the it was North awesome! Yeah. Yeah. You're just right on top of the action, and, and that was my first time there. And, and like you mentioned before, man, that's a really cool club. To it is. See anything yeah, I, I said we got to have a mixer there because yeah. it'd be perfect for it. That's not a bad oh, idea. That actually. isn't a bad idea. You're right, Kim. Right. Um, it's just something that I do. <laughs> all right. Well, it was, <laughs> it was an awesome night last night. It was great to meet everybody who came out for the party. We got a, a great reception from the crowd, and uh, we'll do it again. But Steel Panther, man, yeah. watch, watch out for these guys. They really know how to play guitar. They right? 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 Yeah. All right. So this anyhow. cat really knows how to play guitar. Watch out for him. All right. Let's get our uh, next guest on the line. Uh, you've known him for for years on on Cheers and uh, various TV movies, and uh, also, wow, you know what? Star Wars. Remember yes! we were just yes! watching yeah, the other yeah, day yeah. On Star Wars. That's correct. Uh, but is here to talk about Toy Story 1 and 2. They're re-releasing it in 3D uh, this weekend. Please welcome Mr. John Ratzenberger. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Thank you. Now, that's the way to start the day. Well, you know, we try <laughs> to throw some love up there, and obviously we got to throw the Star Wars thing in there. What was your big oh, line? Yeah. Do you remember your big line from Star Wars? I, I think I had a couple of them. Oh. Um, I, know, I know I have an action figure. Oh, you uh, do? From, from Empire Strikes Back. Major Bren Derlin. I mean, there's an action figure that exists, so... I did. I've got a trunk full of them. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't popular, were they? <laughs> well, you know, because now because at some some point now, when I'm 106, they'll become a collector's item. Right? Do you get the request? Because I mean, I know anybody, anybody, no matter how um, you know uh, big or small their role is in any of the Star Wars movies, they eventually get invited to the uh, the sci-fi conventions and all that stuff. Yes. Have you been invited to those? Uh, I get invited all the time. Really. And would you ever consider doing that? Uh, I guess I, you know, I, I I get invited. I say, well, I'll get back to you, and I then I, I kind of I forget about it. <laughs> you lose the message, right? Well, uh, well, yeah, I just you know, or something else comes up, or right. um, I just, but I haven't been yet. Well, but uh, other people that go, I mean, uh, they say, gee, John, you really ought to go, and this, that, and the other. Thing. So maybe I will. I, I don't know when, when the big one is or where it is, but uh, I should probably find out. Uh, well, Toy Story 1 and 2 uh, is being re-released in 3D, which is great. And uh, it's something that, uh, you know, I have uh, three kids, and uh, my youngest is two, so she hasn't really had a chance to uh, to experience Toy Story. So I'm, I'm excited that you guys are re-releasing that. And also that number three is coming out in 2010. I assume all of your work is done for that movie. Uh, yes, yeah, that's coming out June 18th. Uh, Next year, yeah. um, you know that Toy Story was the first one. It was the first real home run animated, and people went out and said, "Oh, I guess I'm going to go see a, a cartoon." Yeah. and they didn't know what to expect, and right. it, that's right. that set the mold for everything that followed. And for Pixar, and for it was a, yeah, it was huge. I mean, they they haven't missed yet at all. It's, and you, uh, Johnny, well, there's a reason. There's a reason for that because they they consider themselves their own competition. Yeah. They have never once, and they, and they certainly could have rested on their laurels. They never said, you know, we've got a truck full of Academy Awards already. Why don't we just cruise to this one? They always make a film like it's their first film. Yeah, and 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 uh, they're 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 definitely champions of what they do. How many of the films have you been in? The Pixar? You've been in all of them? 
Every single one. Every single one. Yeah. And I, I was such a fan of Cheers that when I first heard you in, in Toy Story, I would listen for your voice from, from the rest of the episodes, or the rest of the movies. I have a, a three-year-old son, so I've watched the movie Cars about 14 million times. And, and the last scene, one of the last scenes of the movie, is you sort of making fun of yourself for all, right. all of the roles that you've had in the Pixar movies. That, that must have been a lot of fun to just have fun with your roles. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it was John Lasseter who did that, and uh, he sort of explained it to me when I was recording it, and uh, I didn't quite understand uh, what it meant. But uh, I, it was one of my greatest honors to have been uh, uh, buried like that, right? In, uh, in the film that I'm in, and I forgot. That's right. You're in the you're the underminer at the end of uh, uh, the Incredibles. Yeah, yep. and you've got to push them, John, to make another movie, another a sequel, another sequel. Yeah. The uh, the Incredibles, the Incredibles, yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah I mean, because all, all that stuff. And the thing is that the, the movies cater to adults, and they also have a a, a childhood sensibility to them, uh, which which makes them fantastic. I was wondering, with all your association with Pixar, have you ever met Steve Jobs? Sure. Oh, you have. Are, are you? Would oh, you yeah. say you're friendly with him? Friendly in a way that you could give us his number? <laughs> I, I go. I go over his house every Thursday night and meet him and a bunch of guys play Twister. <laughs> <Is that really? laughs> so you Maybe guys are that Twister. tight. Wow. Yeah, Bill Gates. Yeah. Warren, Warren the whole Buffett. gang? Warren Buffett. <laughs> and, the, uh, and the Prime Minister of Bulgaria. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. That's you, a party. You're living yeah. the life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, when you when you guys uh, uh, are doing the voice work for these films, I mean, uh, you, you really don't have any one-on-one -on -one interaction with any of the other actors. They take you guys no. in one at a time, correct? Yeah, uh, because what you do is you key off the uh, the enthusiasm of the director, uh, mm -hmm. with, you know, whether it's John Lasseter or you know, uh, um, you know, Pete Doctorow or you know, whoever it is, because they've already also written the film, and they've spent two, maybe three years writing the film, rewriting the film, so they know that piece of work better than anybody possibly could. So you just listen to what they tell you. Do they li do they line read with you? Yeah. Okay. All right. I was wondering if, if they just took the line static and you just, you know... Really well, you know, some some, some do, some don't. Uh, Lee Unkridge does. Uh, Pete, you know, does. Uh, John doesn't. Um, and Well, you know, some, yeah, some do, some don't, but the key is that they've, they know the film better than anybody. Right. And, uh, and you just listen. It's really their enthusiasm you work off of. Yeah, I want to ask it with all the characters that you've voiced. Which which one do you like to match with your voice the most? Uh, P.T. Flea, Bugs Life. Okay, oh, really? Okay. Because okay. yeah, I, I like I, Mac, I, man. There's just something about Mac. I just love him. Uh, you know, man, my kids love him. I mean, I never knew that I was. I never thought that I would like Cars as much as I did. You know, I, and then I, it, like they're Nick, all so good. You man. watched it yeah. a, a thousand times, and you never get tired of it. Well, here's here's the kind of company Pixar is. You know, John Laster. Um, they made Matt, that truck a Mac because my father drove a Mac. Oh, no uh, kidding! That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. He drove a Mac truck, and uh, and so that's why they made him a Mac. Because originally there was going to be another brand of uh, truck there. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking. And this is just stands out to me here because a lot of times you know we we get these sheets that have all sorts of uh, trivia and information about you, and it says here, and this is something that I I. I Guess someone thought was worth mentioning. You hold a red belt in karate, correct? Uh -huh. uh, yep. Didn't want to go the full distance. 
Well, you know what? Because I, I, I've actually gotten up to red belt twice. Uh, when I was in college, I was on, on my karate team, got to red belt, and then graduated. And then I just went on a journey. I was a journeyman carpenter and ended up in England for 10 years. And, and so then in Los Angeles, I said, okay, I'm going to start from scratch again. And so I started from scratch, and I got up to Red Belt. And then, again, I started traveling, doing this, my show Made in America. and the, A great show, uh, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. that show. So you're are so, you technically a double Red Belt? I, I guess, yeah, Red Belt squared. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 guess, I guess, you know, and the only time I've used it is to get, catch a... Uh, uh, ketchup bottle falling off a table. <laughs> Cat-like reflexes. I'm, I'm, re I'm really quick when things start falling. That's funny. Uh, all right, cool, man. Well, it's uh, it's. I'm so happy that you guys are making a third and uh, that I can introduce, you know, one of my kids that didn't get a chance to see the first two, uh, which is coming out uh, this weekend, and that'll be in 3D. And, and Toy Story 3 will be in 3D as well, correct? You know, I don't know. I, yeah, I, it I, is. I, I, it right. is, yeah. I thought I'd heard that. Okay. All right, well, cool, John. Thanks for spending some time with us. We appreciate it. Have fun. All right, have a good weekend. John Ratzenberger yeah. and Toy Story. Still a great movie. You know, you got to see You got to see Up. Making oh, it's great. Yeah, it was, I have not seen it. It is my favorite well, you, alongside with uh, The Incredibles. You told me that it was uh, kind of heavy for kids, In the right? Beginning. A little sad. Uh, but the, it, 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 it registers with adults. The kids won't know what's going on. There's okay. a, a brutal rape. Oh, in the, yeah. But that sets up the story. It sets up the story. Yeah, yeah. And, no. that's, and you move up from that. Oh, oh. oh. Hence the title. The balloons have nothing to do with <laughs> oh, it. Oh, okay. Saw Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. That was excellent. Yeah, what'd you think, John? I loved it. Yeah, about weather. It was a cute movie. What? You know, John, hey. you got to take your daughter. <laughs> That's good. I will not interrupt your trash talk, believe me. <laughs> no, but you know what? Yeah, because uh, the, the female character is obsessed with meteorology. That's and that, right. I didn't even think that that would speak to you. That's, That's correct. Right. Wow. So yeah, I thought it was a funny movie. And she Absolutely. fell in love with the nerdy scientist, the inventor, who right. invented the uh, cloud. Yeah, give it all away, why don't you? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, listen, 3D is awesome. Here's, here's what we need to do. We need to take a break. We do actually have a weather question for John. Yes, oh, we do. Ah. That came Whoa. up early this morning, so yeah. we'll do that in a moment. But also, I need to point you in the direction of PrestonandSteve.com. We've been laughing our asses off. Our friend Dave Simpson from... <laughs> Nick just pulled up the picture. <laughs> Dave Simpson from Octane uh, gave us a video of this guy who... It's just called Ugly Face. Yeah. And it's on YouTube, and it's kind of this prank <laughs> that he pulls. you got to go watch it. He just... He, he talks to these customer service people and he makes this face. He pretends he's sort of locking up. And we just can't stop laughing at it. Awesome. Yeah. And there's another one called Mumbles, right? Yeah, uh, Shopping with Mumbles. And he talks incoherently to yeah. the people. You know, should he, I play just a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we, we have just a little clip. But, he, you know, he's asking, you know, somebody at like a Home Depot a question. <laughs> And but he's not making any sense. <laughs> Cold corn apples, and a cold corn apples with all over first that first. Well, who was calm proceeding with the heat? Well, with the with the bench, you got bench. Now who plow moss down with the heat? Corn pop proceeding with these. Yeah, cow pop hormone with these. Now these corn flatline, I'm gonna proceed them with the the ting tong. Corn pop bartledoo. Can you survive a camp home with the corn bartledoo? Back on the bartledoo. Can you corn fly them with a flatline on a bartledoo? Bartledoo. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mumbles? Yeah. 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 Mumbles, yeah. And he's got his cowboy hat on, these big fake teeth, and it's just a scream. So we'll link that up on uh, PrestonandSteve.com. Take a look at it when you get a chance. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. I mean, he's Preston. Preston. You know? Preston. I like that guy. Preston. Wait, isn't that Jason Siegel? Yeah, yeah. I love that. By the way, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall has become my favorite movie. <laughs> I love it. On cable right <laughs> love now. It. I, I can't. I, I have a new favorite 
quote or scene from that <laughs> yep. every day now. I absolutely love it. Hey, uh, what else I love is the fact that we have five beautiful ladies on our Bud Light Hottie Cam this morning. It's a stellar Hottie Cam. Yeah, and I got this as a message. Says, so I get into the office and fire up the Hottie Cam and am greeted by five, count them, five gorgeous ladies who just got my weekend started the right way. Could her shorts be any smaller? Oh, I don't know who he's talking about, but we do have Kristen and uh, Desiree and <laughs> Gina and Monica and Diana. Now, Desiree, Gina, and Monica are from McFadden's. They're yes. McFadden's girls. And uh, McFadden's Oktoberfest. What is it called again? I was Oktoberfest. Yes, of course. They, they always bring us great shirts and all kinds of goodies. It's going on this weekend, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So watch the hottie cam. They will have signs that they're holding up with all the information that you need to know. You're going to want to get over and party with them. About 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Ah, there you go. John Blair Snows. Now listen, yeah. tonight, Steve and I are going to be at McGurk's. Yep. McGurk. And we'll be there from 6 to 8. And that is, that's considered uh, Fort Washington, I think. Is it? Yeah. It's like, I think it, that it's where the Bent Elbow used to be. Great location. Yeah. Cool it's a little it's, place. It's a real cool spot on 73. And it will be out there from 6 to 8. And we're just going to hang. So come out. Come out and, after work. Yeah. Hang spend, with us. Spend a little happy, yeah. happy hour uh, time with us. So. And Chrissy, the bartender there, she's cool. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. So, John, you frequent this place? No, she huh? used to work down the shore at uh, the Rocking Chair. Oh, so gotcha. we got to ask her about you. Yeah, yeah. Blaris is going to hang out, right? You're going to be there. Come on, you, uh, you, you're working at that time, aren't what you? What time is it? It's from six to eight. You, you're doing the six. Uh, yeah, uh, that gives, yeah. yeah. Um, well, listen, John. We actually do have the weather? A, a weather question for you. How about the first look at weather? What do you mean? Well, Let yeah. him pace the show. Yeah, this this is isn't over at Fox what where the, you rule supreme. What, right. the weather forecast? Well, well, we'll get I, to that. I've been spitting it out all morning, but I'll, right. I'll get it officially from you in case it's changed. But the question that we had, Kathy was talking about a hurricane. And uh, I don't know, where's a hurricane a brewing right now? Uh, it was in Indonesia. Uh, in no, Indonesia. Well, that's a typhoon. Oh, sorry, no, no, it was in the Philippines. The Philippines. All right. And they, they had said that it could turn into a super hurricane. A super typhoon. A super typhoon. Now, Steve said that's just a typhoon with a cape on it. But yeah. we know that it's actually something else. What is a super well, the typhoon? Super, the same as what we would say a Cat 5 here. Uh-huh. It wins 155 plus, so it's a super typhoon there. Okay, so it's just the highest register. Oh, yeah. It's is catast- there, catastrophic. Is okay. there any difference in severity between... <clears throat> a major typhoon and a major hurricane you know is the what? same. Typhoons, sometimes they can get more intense and cover a wide area because they have more ocean to work with, so that sometimes they grow into more intense storms. Okay. But not always the case, as you know from Katrina. Hey, is Katrina. there a difference between a typhoon and a hurricane? Or no, is it's it just a different, same thing. different culture. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what we wanted to know. Now, the weather with John Belaris. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got some clouds right now. We'll get some breaks of sun this afternoon. Could be a brief shower, Lehigh Valley, Pocono. 70 degrees. A little bit mild. Yesterday, we hit 59 degrees. That was, that was, that was chilly. I was taking chilly. my hike, and I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is chilly. Normal Wait, for uh, November 4th. 59 was the high 59 yesterday? 59 was the high yesterday. Wow. Okay. Today, we should uh, edge close to 70. Showers coming in tonight after 8 o'clock, and then showers through Saturday morning. But I think we're going to get some Nice breaks of sun Saturday afternoon, even milder, 75. For the most part, dry tomorrow night. Isolated shower tomorrow evening, but for the most part, mainly dry. Sunday rocks, mostly right. sunny, 73. Excellent, because we're doing the uh, Shady performance. Yes, that's correct. Here. And All we right. got uh, playoff baseball starting next week, an extended yeah, forecast for yeah, like well, uh, Wednesday, that, Thursday. That, that see, time. If it's Wednesday, it's going to be unsettled. Showers and storms having the forecast. If it's Thursday, it's a big, cool blast. Temperatures in the 60s, but dry. So hopefully it's on Thursday. What's, what's the average temperature for this time of year? What should it be? 70. All right. Oh, really? That's nice. Yeah, yeah 70, nice. 71. We had 59 yesterday. So, wait What's Christmas long. Eve looking like? Yeah. Christmas <laughs> Eve looks good. All right. So, <laughs> so Sunday, I'm going to be outside. I'm going to Lynn Villa Orchards Great. with the kids, making music. Perfect it's going to be there. Perfect. It. Awesome. Wow. Uh, wait a minute. I see we have a call here on the line. Is this actually the guy? 
You're kidding me. Really? His name's Ed. I want to hear him say Bartle do. And All right, then... Well, I didn't know that, but uh, the video we were just talking about, the ugly face, I didn't know that was local. Is it, yeah, oh, is yeah. it local? Well, Dave yeah. turned turn us from uh, Octane, turned us on to it, and I don't know how he found out about it, but apparently he's on the phone, so should we go to him? Yeah. yeah. Ed, Ed, is that you? Hey. Hey, is that, that those videos are you? Yeah. Dude, that's a freaking scream. <laughs> Thanks, man. How, how long ago did you do those? Um, man, they were within a year. I got like 300 videos on YouTube so far. So. All right, well, Casey wants to make sure it's you. Can you do a little bit of the mumbles voice? Well, a cape on a shine, I'm going to shoot one and a uh, round wall, <laughs> stank lard arms, and a... Uh, that's him. That's, that's him. him. Yeah. So do you know the guys yeah. from Octane, Ed? No, I've I've never heard of him until today. Okay, yeah. so they just found him online then. Yeah, they they were in. He was in pushing your uh, your videos yesterday, and it, we have him up on our site. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was just checking out their website. They're pretty good, man. Cool. Ed, where are you uh, from? Where do you live? <laughs> I'm in Northeast Philly. And have we met you before? Um, no, I've I I think I sent you a couple links a while ago. I don't know if you got them, but uh, okay. If we did, we would have remembered that. Yeah. We gotta do something with him. Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, well, yeah. Would yeah. You, we we need to commission you to do stuff, some stuff for the show. Why don't I come on in and do some pranks, man? That's my specialty. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, we're going to get your information because yeah. yeah. we're watching these things and they're effing hilarious. <laughs> and, 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 and we're watching them right now. Sorry, yeah. man. That's why we're laughing. And I watched a lot of your videos yesterday, and it looks like you, you've actually gotten better. I've, I've watched some of your earlier stuff, and, and you've been able to... Like a true artist. Well, you've been able to commit a little bit more to, to these things yeah. that you're doing. It gets, it gets easier and easier the more you do it. Yeah. You know, it's the best... Doing it was a lot harder. The great part about it, Ed, is because no one in that situation would want to say, oh, do you have something wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> because everyone's so so PC, yeah. so the people just wait it out until you come out of that contorted face. True. Yeah. And Ed, Ed that, uh, the one with the, the ugly <laughs> face when you're at uh, Home Depot, you reveal the guy at the end, his name is Fred. Which Home Depot was that? Uh, that was on, I think, in, on Bustleton Avenue, Northeast. <laughs> so has anyone, has anyone said anything to you? Like, what yeah. is wrong with you? Well, they haven't said no. Nobody's um, confronted me like that. But of course, I am banned, I am banned from all the Home Depots. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's, there's always Lowe's. And Target. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty uh, of places and, to and go. And the mall, and the local malls, and the Lowe's. I'm pretty much banned from everywhere. Oh, dude. You can come here. That is so damn funny. All right, well, listen, hang on. We're going to get, get your information. All right. We should send them to the movie set. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Jack Nicholson movie. Yeah. Set. It would have kicked somebody off. We, like we got to think of something. Yeah, our minds are racing. Absolutely. Let's use this resource properly. All right. Uh, all right, Ed, Bartle Do, man. Bartle Do. All right. Hang on. I can't believe that's I awesome. had no idea. Here's Paul Parnappies. And he called Parnappies with all over Burke Deck Burke. Well, who was conversating with the heat? Well, with the, with the bench. Got bench. Now, who plowed moss down with the heat? Call Paul Parnappies yeah. with these? Yeah, call Paul Harmon with these? Now, these call flatline. I'm going to see them with the, the Ting Tong. On one bottle do. Can you some hard camp on one with a flat on a bottle do? Can you call flatline with a flatline on a bottle do? Bottle do? <laughs> God damn. The videos are funny oh as hell. Uh, you can link to them off of uh, Preston and Yeah, that's the end. That's great. It has that, his credit great. at the end. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll get him on and we got to do don't something. Lie. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We're going to get to the, the lesson question in just a moment and the trash and the music news and all the things that come along. Uh, but first, we welcome, and I, I have to mention too, the John Belaris is here this morning, but uh, yes. our uh, comrade in arms, Mr. Pierre Robert, is in. Yeah. Yeah. Morning. As you know, I've been here since uh, four thirty this morning. I was uh, doing uh, tending my potato field in the back, 
as well as a research for my program coming up later on. Extensive, today. as I say, oh, from about six thirty to nine thirty, you're on the microfiche. If you guys would follow my work ethic, you could yeah. get somewhere. I know, I know. One day we may. You're the le- you're the lesson that we take, uh, you Pierre. Go. You're here to talk about an event that you've been involved in since the beginning. You were just saying, right? Indeed, so it's called the it, uh, Buddy Walk and Family Fun Day in honor of Trisomy Twenty One. Uh, which is, uh, Liz McGarity is here with us, which is also known as Down Syndrome, correct? Yes, it is, Pierre. Uh, is it, is it still known as Down Syndrome? Is that appropriate to say these days? Yes. Um, we just, uh, I think the general public of the, uh, uh, community with family of children with Down Syndrome think that Down, it was in, discovered by Dr. John Down. So, okay. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of down about it. We love our kids. They're right. happy kids. They're healthy. They're, you know, doing regular stuff. So, what's uh, what's the medical name again? I've never heard that before. Trisomy 21. It's tri for 3, somy for chromosome and 21 for the 21st chromosome. Okay. 21st is uh we all have two and they have three. Okay. And uh you uh created this event you were saying? Yes, with my girlfriend Grace and Linda. And uh, after a couple of years, it got so big, we gave it over to CHOP because all of our money goes to Children's Hospital. They've created a center there for families with children Down syndrome, clinical care. And actually, Dr. Lynch is doing some pretty incredible research on the brain. He's a specialist in neurologist in children and adult uh, neurology, and he has some uh, specialties in Alzheimer's. They'll all have Alzheimer's by the age of 40. Really? Really? I did not know that. I didn't know that either. And if they don't show the signs of that, their cross section of their brain would show that they actually do have the plaque and the and the development of that. So he's working extensively with some doctors around the world in the National Down Syndrome Society, and he's amazing. Are they trying to uh, delay or prevent that? I assume. Well, yes, they're trying to delay and prevent Alzheimer's. I tell him he has to cure it, so you know that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Jen is ten, so he's got you know thirty years, and uh, and. Um, and what he's also trying to do is he's actually trying to increase the um, IQ okay. of of people with Down syndrome so that they the, the, can reach a higher potential. I mean, they're reaching very high potential yeah, with they're what they're doing. Yeah, they're doing great, yeah. yeah I mean, it's amazing to see. A lot of kids are in college now, a lot, yeah. m- lot in the working force. Are there varying levels? Yes, there's called functioning levels. Functioning levels, okay. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with the level of health, and that's why we put all our money back to CHOP, because children with Down syndrome have, a like, have more likelihood to get... Leukemia, more likelihood to get respiratory problems. Thirty-five percent of them have heart surgeries the day they're born. Uh, Jenna had bowel surgery the day she was born. She had seizures when she was eleven months old. She's had pneumonia twice. Um, she had an eye vibration. She wears hearing aids. She wears glasses. But she's in dance for seven years. She fourth grade. She's taking she's geometry in tests. Grade. That's you know, amazing. so she's just doing it in spite of all the stuff these poor kids get thrown at them. They're like, yeah, throw me back in the ring. I got it. So um, they're really reaching much higher levels because of the supports that families, doctors, the government put in place to help families. So what's what, what are the specifics with the event? The event is uh, Villanova Sunday, 10 to 1. We have Lauren Hart coming. Uh, it's 5,000 people, fun day. It's a two-mile optional walk. A lot of people sign up and do the whole walk. Right. Or you can come and do a lap, or you can just come and enjoy the day. The weather day. will be beautiful that yeah, day. Yeah, so. face painting. Uh, we got the football team from Villanova, cheerleaders from Villanova, soccer shootouts. Uh, the Fanatic will be there. It's going to be a big pep rally for the Phillies. Um, Phillies support us big. Um, all the TV stations support us huge with auction prizes. There's, you know, a Flyers jersey, Simone Gagnier. Yeah. Uh, I said the wrong Simon other. Gagne? Chase Utley. Simone Gagne. Chase Utley stuff. <laughs> I mean, we just Gagne. have huge, huge auction stuff. Great things for everybody to join us. 10 to 
10 to 1 at Villanova, uh, early registrations, 9.30. Uh, Lauren Hart's starting us off. Uh, uh, you know, the mummers are coming. Cool. Chris How much Burke does it cost to get in? Wow. Uh, it's $12 a person. I think it's $6 for children and free if you're like five and under. And, and you get a T-shirt, and then when you come in, everything's free. All the face painting, all the activities and everything. Just, uh, you know, it's like a dollar for a hot dog. And, uh, but Chris you know, Burke, you said, from Life Goes On will be yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. He cool. has a band now. And really? it's pretty cool, yeah. They uh, they do this whole little, like, vaudeville routine with it, and they do the whole Life Goes On song, and he does some jokes, and they do some jokes, and it's cute. It's very cute. So, and we have, um, the Mummers come out every year, the Hageman Band. Um, it's just like, it's a real party, you know? Actually, one somebody from CHOP the other day said it's such a celebration of families that uh, come here. Cool. And it also, cool. su- this money all supports... The, the, the kids' health care at CHOP and a big educational symposium we have every year, which there was none eight years ago when Jenna uh, was born. And, and so now we've put some great stuff in. What kind of money has been raised? Like last year, what, what were you guys able to get? Um, we usually raise around $250,000. we are still wow, on that mark. And this is nice. our eighth, and we should hit the $2 million mark. So we're really proud of that. That's we're really, excellent. really proud of that. It's just two moms starting yeah. <laughs> a long time ago in our... You know, living room. and It's such proof so that many one person can out. make a difference. Yeah, but it was really village, too. I mean, these families just got together and just hooked us up, and everybody brings something to it, and it just got bigger and bigger, and then Chop was just like, this is the greatest. and Excellent. Um, really embraced it. So they've well, started. And if they've and a family has a, a kid with Down syndrome or t- uh, trisomy 21, and they come out here, they'll meet other families and can get oh, yeah. hooked into we the have community all as well. kinds of vendors there, dentists and, uh, you know, people, you know, the... Things that um, you would need, like a lot of resource stuff, you know what I mean? So we have a lot of people come and they have special toys and educational stuff for kids Down syndrome or um, dentist, like this great dentist. I love her, love her, love her. She specializes in kids. Like Jenna's so terrified of people touching her mouth. So, I mean, you really kind of need a specialist, you know. Okay. So we have a lot of vendors come out. And, so uh, anything that, that, that uh, pertains to the, to, uh, to the needs of, uh, of uh, people who are, uh, I don't want to say yeah. suffering, but afflicted with. Uh, 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 can be found. Challenge can be, can be found at this venue. That's great. All, yeah, all we kind of try to support area. the families and then just have a big fun day. And cool. then out of that, it's, you know, a good cause. And it's great. Yeah, lots great of weather, too, right, John? And, oh, beautiful day. Yeah, yeah. Sunday's going to be great. And Pierre Robert, you'll be there? Hook us up. I am not able to make it this year but okay. i uh indeed, he and lucy have come i i, I uh, totally support it and we've uh, had liz on every year what's the number website uh, that we can get more information www.tri21center.org www.tri21center.org we'll put the link up on our site it's yeah. already there i believe so. you call chop you can call uh chop uh, or um villanova has it on their website too all right um, so everybody's really we'll put it on our weekend calendar uh, cool. here come come and come. you can come out 10 a.m to 1 p.m villanova university uh stadium this sunday awesome yeah. all right well thank you liz pleasure thank to you. meet you I and uh, you good luck time. with the event this weekend yep. yeah. Guys. Thank you, guys. Also, uh, before you go into music news, thank you for so... What? It just is a serious oh, one. We're going to Hollywood thank show. you for being so... Or whatever it is you do next. <laughs> no, just because it's it's so no, late. Let, in him, go. let <laughs> him go. I just wanted to thank you because whether it's this cause or a million others, 
you're so gracious with your airtime to share it because this is a community radio station. Right. And we serve this community, and you're constantly turning people on to ways they can help other people. And it's the damn coolest thing that uh, I, I think it's one of the great things about MMR. But, you know, it's not just the, the food drive that you do every year and, and the other the blood drive, but on smaller things like this that come along, you always promote them. So a well, thousand thank thanks. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank no, you. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's our, our, our pleasure to do so. And, and he's the, Pierre's the man that does all yeah. of that stuff as well. Where it all so comes. Thank you very much. Here we go with the trash. And Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's up, Steve? Well, Flavor Flavor participated in a new reality show in which he returns to high school to receive his diploma. According to the producers, Flavor is serious about showing students what they can do by having a dream, working hard, and wearing a 60-pound clock around their neck. <laughs> According to a newly filed coroner's report, Michael Jackson's body after death was actually in pretty good shape. Uh, with only minor, minor damage to his lungs and a bit of arthritis. The really severe condition, however, was uh, Jackson suffered from was curvature of the spine as a result of bending over to unbuckle children's pants. Oh. That's really overdoing it. And some bizarre, uh, for some bizarre reason, legitimate movie actor, James Franco, is joining the cast of General Hospital for two months, what? which he claims is research for a new movie role. In a related story, Sean Penn will be joining the cast of That's So Raven. Marvel do. That's your Hollywood trash. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. We have music news. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's music news. Uh, I believe I only have two stories. What the two f- stories? Yes. That's it? Yes. Music cool. news. Yes, nice. that's all. But um, music just blip. kiss us. Uh, we like being kissed when we're getting effed. Uh, music whip. <laughs> Metallica has added single song <laughs> downloads to the live Metallica. Oh, I don't know. What, what was it? Dot com website. What? Oh, no. I, I got yours, but I don't know. Blair's music just, Whip. Oh, uh, Music Whip, whip instead okay. of Music News. I thought he would get a, uh, a rim shot. Oh, I didn't but, even uh, hear that. Uh, I, I didn't commit. <laughs> he didn't commit. <laughs> He's learning. He's learning. It's not funny. <laughs> the Borg, they're becoming self-aware, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, they're adapting. Metallica, what are we talking about? I don't know. Bartle do? Metallica. Bartle do? (laughs) Single song downloads to the livemetallica.com website. Instead of buying one entire, uh, buying only entire concerts, fans can pick whatever individual songs that they want from any concert they choose from. Interesting. Yes, every song that the band has recorded in concert since 2004, covering a span of 269 shows, is available for 99 cents per MP3. You know what I bet? I bet that eventually. Eventually, like all albums and everything will go this way. The concept of the album will yeah. cease to exist, yep. and artists will just simply release songs as and, they complete them. And Steve, you know what? The live show thing. This is interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're going to start selling every song from every live show that they do. I, I bet you a lot of bands will follow suit on sure, something why like not? this. Why not? Exactly. They're, they're making. You know, they, they have all the recording equipment there, and they and the uh, the listener sees it as, hey, it's a buck. You know, I saw that chai, I want it, and then you multiply that by thousands and thousands and thousands. You're talking about a lot of cash, thousands of bucks, thousands and thousands of bucks. Plus, they'd be buying the same song over and over again. True. Yeah. Uh, full shows are still nine dollars and ninety five cents as MP3 files, and twelve ninety five as higher quality. 
flak files. What's flak fl- files. What's a flak? It's like file? an MP3. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like a party. <laughs> it's like a fet. Uh, a fet. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. That's right. A fet file. Uh, Kings of Leon will headline the Austin City Limits Festival in Austin, Texas uh, tonight. But fans everywhere will be able to see the band show thanks to Hulu.com. Uh, the online network Hulu. will stream live performances from the festival on Friday. Yay! <laughs> I knew that was coming today. <laughs> My little girl loves that. Today, does she really? Yes, that she, somebody is that. Yeah, that's exactly. Somebody. Very Steve. good. Yeah, I like that fire. You now uh, proceed to the lightning round. <laughs> uh, fr- Friday and Saturday. <laughs> lightning would, would work with me. Yeah. And Sunday. That's why I said it. Yeah. Yes. Beginning at 2 p.m. every day. Uh, other artists whose uh, gigs will be streamed include the Dave Matthews Band, Pearl Jam. On Hulu? Yeah, the Dead Weather, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. And Marissa, them crooked vultures will uh, be available too, and more. Uh, Hulu will also stream a highlight show at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. So that's a very cool thing. Oh, and then I do need to mention this, even though it's not part of music. Well, Well, there's a band playing. They'll have music there. Thank you. Uh, The Fallen Heroes block party. Now, today and tomorrow, or? No, it was yesterday and today. Yesterday and today. So today, Maggie's on the River, Delaware, and uh, Lennon Ave. In Northeast Philly, $30 draft beers, free hot dogs for kids. Black Thorn and LeCompte will be playing. So there's your music portion of it. And proceeds benefit the FOP Survivors Fund. They're gonna That's do a it. great charity. We're They're very closely it. associated with it. Yeah, rain or shine. No yeah. rain today, right, John? Just, no, uh, just no, clouds. no rain today. Clouds okay. today. Cool. We're good. All right, and uh, that's it. That's what I got in uh, music news for you. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We have a number of things uh, that we have to take care of over the next couple of weeks as far as uh, giveaways and whatnot. Um, to give away a clue, there's another uh, four of a kind coming up here. I was going to have that at 11 o'clock and your chance to win another $500. And then again at 3 o'clock today if you want to be a part of the Text Alert Club. Uh, it's pretty simple. Just text over the word JOIN to 39333. And we're going to fire back a, uh, a text alert right before it plays. That way you'll be listening. You'll know what you, It'll give you the clues as well, and you'll have the leg up cool. on uh, winning that money, which would be a nice way to go into the weekend winning some cash. Uh, let me see. I will go ahead and thank our guests on the show today, Dr. Oz. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, his show is... Oh, yeah. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on uh, CBS3. and uh, I love him even more now. He, uh, you know what? We did a good 45 minutes with him yeah. with, ah! with, without slowing down the nope. slightest bit, and we could have gone another yeah. hour with him easily. The guy knows everything, everything about the human body. And then afterwards took pictures with anybody who asked, yeah. uh, signed some autographs, uh, gave us the address for Oprah to get some Gadzook Center over there. Yeah. Performed some surgery. Yeah. yeah that, and, he let <laughs> Nick, and he let Nick know that he could get a good workout just by twiddling his, his thumbs. thumbs. Yeah. That's right. Just as long as you break it through a sweat. That's all he said. I'm working yep. out all morning. I know you have been. <laughs> One one thousand, two one thousand. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Also, thank you to... uh what the hell was that? that? Was, he's rebooting the computer. Bing bonk. Uh, thank you to uh, John Ratzenberger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Toy Story and Toy Story 2 and 3D this weekend. Did you see what he did for Casey? He did. It, are we not saying anything? You oh, no. It? We put it up on the site, but I, I just, you know, I sent it. Over Casey to my wife. had him record uh, a little cut as Mac, the truck from Cars, oh, uh, that's talking adorable. to uh, Casey's kids. Oh. Wow. And uh, Casey put it to a little animation <clears throat> thing. No, no. Marissa, thank you, sent that audio to Greg Monahan, and Greg animated oh, Greg it. 
it yeah. up. Yeah, that was cool. No, I yeah. did all of it. Yeah. Oh, no, me. I did. Can I see it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's on the website. It's really cute. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's like 15 just, seconds long, and it's just him as Mac the Truck saying hi to Casey's kids, which I thought was just really sweet. Casey, really nice. that's awesome. That is yeah. Great. Yeah. Wish I could have done that for my <laughs> yeah, kids. Really? Would have been nice. jealous. Would have been real nice. <laughs> and that's why he was uh, late getting on the interview with us because uh, he was on hold doing that. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Oh, oh, ooh. No, but uh, next time, a, tell me. Interview Next anyway. time, tell me that, that you have an idea like that, because I want to get in on that. That was really cool. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you to uh, John Ratzberger. Also, the uh, McFadden's girls. Yeah. Oktoberfest yeah. is uh, tomorrow, so uh, please they go. Very lovely and very confused. As always. <laughs> uh, Liz from the Buddy Walk. Yeah. And that is on Sunday. And we have the information link on uh, PressAndSteve.com. The McFadden's is at the McFadden's in the city. Uh, so it's a third and, and spring. spring garden. Yeah. yeah not the one correct. down by the ballpark. Oktoberfest. Mictoberfest. And uh, thanks to uh, Ed, the Bartle Doo dude. Yeah. Ugly yeah. face. Had no idea that he was local. And his videos are a scream, and they're on our website. So uh, go to PrestonSteve.com. Bartle Doo. Pierre, are you ready to give away uh, some goodies here? Roger that. Let's do the letter. Here Preston we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. R as in Roger that. All right. And we have an Xbox 360 and a Guitar Hero 5 guitar kit. If you call right now, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you can identify the uh, letter of the day for today. Uh, what's coming up uh, today, Pierre? I'd already mentioned, obviously, another 500. Right, another 500 at 11. But uh, cool uh, blocks in honor of Sting's birthday. We've got a block of the police. We've got workforce blocks of Green Day, Motley Crue for Tommy Lee's birthday tomorrow. A vinyl cut later of Genesis in honor wow. of Mike Rutherford's birthday uh, which will uh, be today as well. So we got some cool things. Hey, by the way, so I was telling Pierre this story. I'd given him the um, uh, the story about uh, the woman Lucy who had died, for, uh, who was the inspiration for Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yes. I got an email from a kid, and I wonder if I have it around here, 15 years old, and he had... He has two Beatles albums, and uh, I forgot which ones they were. It was, it was the first one, and maybe the White album. Meet the Beatles. He had never heard. Uh, he had never heard Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, so he we went did on, it on vinyl the other day. Yeah, he went online and he he found the whole album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and he downloaded it. And his comments were just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, how old? Yeah. Uh, Fifteen years old. That's awesome." And he was just like, "I can't believe this." And I emailed him back and I explained to him with the lack of technology that was available back then that it's just an absolute production masterpiece. And uh, I just thought it was so cool that that, that he got turned kid, on to it. That kids still get turned on to that great music like that, and it's uh, you know courtesy of uh, of still playing music and talking about it like that. And uh, of course, that's you experience stuff like that on Pierre's uh, radio show every single day. So it's just boodly, a, boodly. it's an awesome thing. And Bart'll do. Let us uh, <laughs> let us get a winner. Are you ready for that? All right, we go to the phones. Let's see if we can get the word of the week. Hey Brian, how are you? Bart'll do. Bart'll do. Brian, what is the word of the week, please. The word of the week is later. Great day! That is correct. And since you got it right, we have an Xbox 360 and a Guitar Hero 5 guitar kit for you. All wow. right, Brian? Yeah, Thank you very much. You got it, buddy. Hang on just a second. Don't forget, you can rock any way you want to 85 of the hottest rock and roll songs from Couples Retreat. Starring Vince Vaughn, Jason Bateman, and more. And that's opening October 9th from Universal Pictures. Uh, let me thank our sponsors while we're at this. Uh, I gotta thank, um, hang on, I have a sesame seed on my 
Tom. <laughs> really? I was trying to get through it, but it kept flipping out on my lip, and I'm like, I, I just have to pause for a moment. Get the plane. Bagel. Get the plane. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> John, would you commit, please? I just said get the plane bagel. No, but you're it's like not this. funny. You're like this. It was not supposed Hold to be on. funny. No, you're just saying, hey, get the bagel, get the plane. <laughs> Say it on mic. Stop talking to the damn microphone. Get funny. All right. Mad River Manion can join live music and beer specials at the all-day tenant event in Mad River's parking lot. And that is tomorrow. Kathy Romano. Yes, I'll be there from 7.30 until 9.30. And Jackson will be there before you. 5 to 7. All right, stop out. And if you get there before 7. Kathy, shut your hole! Kathy's going to set you up with a uh, free Bud Light, I understand. <laughs> also brought to you by New Jersey Lottery Pick 4 Bonus Draw through October 25th. If the red ball pops up, your prize doubles. Give your dreams a chance. Uh, let me see. And then uh, tonight, Steve and I... McGurk's. Yeah, we'll be yeah. at McGurk's, and that's in Fort Washington, uh, just off of uh, Route 73. That'll be from uh, 6 to 8, so stop by, say hello, stop out, stop at, say hello. Hey, 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 <laughs> How are you guys with your, your bartending? Yeah. What you doing? <laughs> uh, we'll, be, we'll be there from 6 to 8, so come say on. What say what you think hello. of McGurk's? Uh, and then on next week's show, Christian Slater. Wow. Tom, Tom DeLay, Patricia Heaton. No, wait. You got Tom DeLay on? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, my God. God and Justin Guarini will be uh -huh. in, in the studio, studio. and soccer uh, guy Michael Jai White is that or is it Jay White? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm sure, he's Black Dynamite. He is Black Dynamite. He's going to be on the show, and Paul Schaefer will be yeah. joining us, especially on the heels of all this David Letterman stuff. Should be pretty interesting mm. to talk to him. Uh, so that's it, John. Real quick weather uh, encapsulation of this weekend: some breaks of sun Ooh. this afternoon, 70 mm. milder tomorrow. Showers in the morning, then some breaks of sun in the afternoon, much milder, 75. Beautiful sun. Sunday, sunny sky, 73. Sunny. Get the plane oh, uh, <laughs> All right, so that's it. We're done, Ray John. Get Have a great weekend. Bagel. And we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. I can't believe this shit. You call out for a viewing at 5.30 in the morning when your ass is supposed to be at work at that time. What the fuck are you going to do at 5.30 in the morning at a viewing? Unless it's your mother, your ass should be at work. Next message. Stupid dancer fucking rush. Ah! Get you all but metal. Next message. I got a complaint. I drive by Citizens Bank Park all night long. I always look over. I can't see the Hey, come on! I'm so glad you shared. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks.